is the Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find the Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, good to be with you on a football Friday. The Monty Show, as always, presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. As I tell you every day on the program, it is the advocates, and yet still we are working with the advocates in the road home to raise money for homeless kids. You guys, I'm asking you for a final push here. It's October 20th. We're 11 days away from Halloween, and we have homeless kids right now today who don't know where they're going to sleep tonight, don't know where their next meal is coming from. Let's give them a really nice gift of just a Halloween costume and some trick-or-treating on Halloween night. Hook it up a dollar, five dollars, a million dollars, whatever you have, it all makes a difference. And I mean, if you can only send a dollar, do it, because it all makes a difference collectively for homeless kids on Halloween. On the screen on YouTube, if you're watching the show on YouTube, uh, you will see the uh, Advocates Venmo, Advocates Donations, Advocates Donations on Venmo. Send them a note on there. It'll say message. Say, hey, the Monty Show Halloween. Appreciate you guys supporting the show and supporting the advocates, the best injury attorneys in the business, the advocates at theadvocates.com. Hello to everybody listening on Spotify and uh, Apple uh, podcast. You guys are kicking ass. The last two weeks have been massive on our audio podcast. Thank you for that. Anywhere you get a podcast, just search the Monty Show. Coming up, we have got a full weekend of college football for you. Uh, Penn State and Ohio State, certainly I think there is a massive game in Provo this weekend uh, with BYU football and Texas Tech. You know, we've talked about it this week, Jake, that that feels like a must-win game for both Kalani Satake, or excuse me, Satake. Right. He wants it pronounced Satake, Kalani Satake. Uh, huge game for Kalani Satake and uh, and Joey McGuire. It feels like, listen, if if Texas Tech doesn't beat BYU this weekend, I don't think they're they're bowl eligible this year. Yeah, and, and I think it goes for for both sides. I think for BYU, this is a game you got to have if you want to get uh, if you want to you know have a relatively straightforward path to bowl eligibility. And I think for Texas Tech, you know, this is one that that feels winnable, uh, even though yes. you're on the road. It feels winnable, and I think. It's kind of hard to define that feeling. It's just, hey, looking at the matchup, you know, understanding what's in front of you, understanding what BYU has to offer from an offensive perspective. It feels like this is winnable for Texas Tech, you know, and so that's why I think both sides have a ton to play for, and and you know, we'll we'll see how that works out. We'll find out because I think Joey McGuire, and I know we have a huge Texas Tech following, and a lot of listeners in Texas. This has been one of the most disappointing seasons in college football this year, Texas Tech. I think it's been one of the most disappointing teams. And I think Joey McGuire has let a lot of Red Raider fans down. This is a critical weekend. I think it's going to be asking an awful lot to come to Provo and beat BYU. By the way, uh, USC, I think, has a huge game this weekend with Utah down in Los Angeles. Like, I mean, there are games all over the place. And then Penn State and Ohio State. And speaking of the Big Ten, you guys know what's going on, right? It's a defense. I mean, yesterday on the show, we got torched in the comments section by Michigan fans. It's a witch hunt. You guys are just jealous of Jim Harbaugh. 
Well, it turns out there's a little more to this Jim Harbaugh thing than absolutely nothing. Um, I think this is a really big deal now because as we told you yesterday on the show, the NCAA uh, notified the Big Ten and Michigan yesterday. They were investigating Michigan football for sign stealing. Now on its face, everybody was like, everybody steals signs. Yeah, but not everybody sends an assistant coach uh, to their future opponents and not everybody has their assistant coaches studying tape for the specific reason of stealing signs. And not everybody's assistant coaches are being asked to turn over their computers and being put on leave, suspended with pay today, a Michigan assistant who has been identified as the culprit in this sign-stealing scandal. I think this is really, really bad for Jim Harbaugh. I don't know how he gets away from this. Now, if you're you're not up to date on what happened today. Uh, I saw it with ESPN. Pete Thamel had the story this morning uh, that the NCAA has identified the staffer. We're not going to use his name because, frankly, it doesn't seem to do a whole lot of good. Uh, but the NCAA has identified a staffer who is a former United States Marine captain um, as somebody that was basically put in charge of intelligence for the Michigan football department. His job, allegedly, was to break down the signals and communications of future Michigan football opponents, and this allegedly dated all the way back to 2021, and if you do some simple math, you had the COVID dark period where significant violations we now know uh, took place in Michigan football with recruiting. You now know after these allegations were made public that dating all the way back to 2021, the NCAA is alleging these, uh, you know, sign stealing. And the funny thing is the verbiage that's being used. A sign stealing operation at Michigan dating back to 2021. And the other hard part for Michigan fans to digest is, well, you've beaten Ohio State two years in a row dating back to 2021. So it's starting to look like 2021 was when they started stealing signs successfully. And it's starting to look like that led to victories. And the other part of this that I think is really hard to get away from Jake is there are pictures of this, this perpetrator. Is that too strong? No, no perpetrator. Yeah. On the Michigan sideline standing next to and behind Jim Harbaugh and you know, the, the problem with these pictures are the video that is on YouTube as well, the video, it's everywhere, frankly, of this specific person who is not an assistant coach. He is a football assistant in charge of intelligence and data analysis. There's video of him in last year's Ohio State game, singularly focused on the Ohio State sideline when they would signal in an offensive play he would, he, the signs that you'll see is like this guy goes to his helmet, goes to his shoulder, and then goes up to the defensive coordinator and says, you know, something in his ear. They change the play and it goes for a loss, which A plus B equals they knew exactly what Ohio State was signaling in and they put in the proper defense to be in the exact spot. I think it's remarkable and kudos to you. Because without the information, this is exactly what you thought was going to come out. And lo and behold, it came out today. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it, it just speaks to, to Jim Harbaugh's track record. I mean, you, you look at the, 
you know, what Jim thought he could get away with and the brazen nature of that. And this fits right into that thought process. I mean, if you think that you can get on Zoom and you can go and, you know, recruit during the dark period and do all this stuff, you would also then think that you could send one of your staffers on the road to scout games and then bring that very same staffer onto the sideline to communicate signs. I mean, Jim, did you really think that nobody was going to find out? Were you really not sophisticated enough to have at least two staffers in on this? Were you really not sophisticated enough to say, okay, I'm going to send one face on the road to get the intel, and then I'm going to bring another face into this, and those two are going to work together, and the second face is going to be the one on the sideline so it's not the same guy throughout the process. I mean, is that really rocket science? I mean, if you're going to cheat, at least be good at it. This is not difficult, and I think that that's why the whole, hey, they caught them on, on like financials thing, I thought it was totally feasible. But I'm not surprised that this is how simple it is because this is how Jim acts. He thinks he can do whatever he wants and get away with it when, in fact, that it's the exact opposite. Do you really think caught. that's where he's at mentally? Yeah, Where he's like, it doesn't matter. I'm Jim Harbaugh and you're not. Yeah, I, I'm Jim Harbaugh and we're Michigan. We're, we're, we're a blue blood, a premier program in college football uh, and basketball, honestly. And, and yeah, we're going to do this stuff because I don't think that they're going to be able to prove anything. I, I don't think that they're going to be able to. So maybe someone will throw accusations at us, but accusations are baseless. They have nothing, right? They, they are, can't yes. prove anything, right? So, so I think Jim is saying, hey, we're going to do everything under the sun to beat the Ohio States and the Penn States and the folks we need to beat. Uh, unless your name is TCU in the college football playoff, which is the other point here, you were so good at stealing signs, you found a way to lose in the college football playoff. Twice. I mean, they got, don't forget, I mean, they got boat raced by Georgia too. Like it, it the, the thing that is so hard to get away from here, and if you look in the comments section on yesterday's video, and I haven't seen the comments yet today, but everybody is saying that this is an NCAA problem and sign stealing is not illegal. Sign stealing is not illegal until you do it so brazenly that it pisses people off. Yeah. And I think that's what happened here. Like there's, there is all kinds of reporting. Pete Thamel, um, I mean, Ross Dellinger, Mandel at the athletic, like they're all talking to big 10 coaches who are saying, yeah, we knew they were doing this and there was nothing we could do about it. And we told him, Hey, we knew you're doing this. And if you look across the big 10, and I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about this until it was in this this Pete Thamel interview on SportsCenter today. There's a lot of Michigan opponents using wristbands now, and lo and behold, you go back and look at the highlights, and almost all of their opponent quarterbacks are wearing wristbands because they know that Michigan is stealing signs. Yeah, and it is it it's wild that you would be this out front about it. I mean, this is Jose Altuve rounding the bases, telling people not to rip his shirt off, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, it, it is remarkable that Jim Harbaugh thought he was not going to get caught here. And the bigger issue now is sustainable long-term damage has been done to Michigan football because you don't, you don't get the NCAA acting the way that they're acting now. And I hope that people understand this. This is not just some slap on the wrist that's going to happen. Did you see the 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 rationale as to why the NCAA made this announcement now before sending an official letter of accusations to Michigan? Because they have so much um, evidence of these 
sign stealing activities, whatever you want to call them. The scheme. They have so much evidence now that they wanted to stop Michigan from taking the sign stealing to another level. They were concerned that it is causing competitive disadvantage for Michigan opponents. So they noticed Michigan, they noticed the Big Ten, and they noticed future opponents of Michigan because they were certain that Michigan was gaining a competitive advantage over their adversaries. That's how serious and how much evidence the NCAA has. And now you put this in, in tandem with the recruiting violations. How do you not have a lack? And I know this is a terrible thing to say out loud, and it's a rough thing to say if you're a Michigan fan and to hear if you're a Michigan fan. How do you not have a lack of institutional control charge against Michigan? <clears throat> because your football coach, who you suspended for three games, you, Michigan, self penalized Jim Harbaugh with a three-game suspension this year. So you're acknowledging his wrongdoing. Now you've been noticed that he was, and maybe it's him on his own, because I think it's awfully difficult, you guys. If you look at these pictures, this cat is on the sideline standing directly behind Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Talking to the defensive coordinators and the defensive assistant coaches. I think it's awfully difficult at this point to say, oh, well, Jimmy had no idea. Well, and I think when you look at these pictures, too, I think part of what Jim's thought process was is, hey, like, anybody with a normal eye is never going to see this dude. Never. Like, if the red circle wasn't there, you'd be like, wait, who is this guy? Where is he? And you look at him. He's in the he's in the locker room celebrating Big Ten championships. Yeah. He's with the players. He's with the administrators on the sideline at the big house. He is wearing he is wearing coaching gear, holding play charts, holding like critical information in his hands. Jim Harbaugh knows this guy. Jim Harbaugh knows exactly who this guy is. And, and that's why I say, like, you know, yesterday, okay, Michigan fan, like you you want to die on the hill and say that we just hate Michigan and because we got a, like 30, 40, 50 of those comments. Yeah, that this is a witch hunt and this is, uh, you know, just fake out allegations and all this nonsense. Well, I don't know how you deny Jim knowing this dude. I, I, I mean, he's standing next to him in the middle of a game on the sideline. You're really telling me Jim and, doesn't know this and guy? And furthermore, look at Jim Harbaugh's statement. I do not have any knowledge or information regarding the University of Michigan football program illegally stealing signals nor have I directed any staff member or others to participate in an off-campus scouting assignment. I have no awareness of anyone on our staff having done that or having directed that action. Okay, Jim, I believe you wholeheartedly, 100%. But now I can't call you Jim anymore. I got to call you Pat Fitzgerald because it doesn't matter. Here's the problem that Pat Fitzgerald and Jim Harbaugh and all these other coaches, Art Bryles today, Art Bryles found, you know, not responsible today uh, in court on the Baylor um, sexual negligence claims against him. A judge said that um, he is, he is not, not liable and they were dismissed. But why is Art Bryles never going to work again? Why is Pat Fitzgerald going to have a very difficult time finding a job again? Because it doesn't matter if you knew or not. Your job is to know Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah. 
Your job, Jim, is to know that when a coach or a, a an assistant, call him whatever you want, who's on your sideline, who you have regular contact with during the course of a game, it's your job to know that he was taking part in illegal activities and there's hard evidence that he's taking part in illegal activities. And again, I want to remind you, sign stealing in college football is not in and of itself illegal. What's illegal is using technology and video to steal signs. Because it's illegal. Going to venues to scout your future opponents is illegal. This dude has been photographed at future opponent stadiums. Like this is this is as blatant as it gets. Yeah. So I, it doesn't matter. Did Jim know? It doesn't matter. Did Jim direct it and architect this whole thing? It doesn't matter. You're the head football coach. Your job was to know. And I think now the bigger issue is, you know, like Michigan fans saying it's a witch hunt. It's a witch hunt. Okay. But tell me what Jim Harbaugh has, has, has not done. Show me evidence that he wasn't on a Zoom call during the COVID dark period watching a workout. Show me evidence that he didn't meet in person with recruits during the COVID dark period. Well, Monty was just buying a kid dinner. I don't care. It's against the rules. It's against the rules. Yeah. You can't watch workouts on Zoom. It's against the rules. You can't take a kid or have in-person recruiting visits during the COVID dark period. It's against the rules. You can't steal signs using video or electronics. It's against the rules. And the, the hardest part is, now Jim Harbaugh has to resign. And that's, you know, the, the, if you look at our lead today, Jim Harbaugh is out. People are openly calling for him to step aside until this is this investigation is finished. And I actually think that's what he should do. Well, and I think the hard part, if you're Michigan, is it's it's Jim and the staff. And, and obviously the whole staff isn't going to step aside while this gets figured out. You know, but that's the issue if you're Michigan with this particular type of behavior is like, hey, okay, with the recruiting stuff, okay, it was Jim, and Jim himself personally as an individual thought that he could do, you know, those things that he's accused of doing, allegedly did. Okay, that's one thing. That's a Jim problem himself. This is this is not, like, I don't buy for a second that, A, Jim didn't know, B, that Jim didn't have at least four or five people looped in on this this particular that's thing. because hard to believe he Because didn't. what no one wants to say is, Okay, it's one thing to send Buddy out onto the onto the other campuses and at the other games of future opponents and get their signs and all this, but that's just one piece. Now you got to bring all that information or intel back, and you got to work it into a system that the players understand. You got to be able to to work it into at a minimum. Okay, let's take the players out of it. At a minimum, you got to be able to have a system with the the DC or the OC. To say, hey, this is this is the scheme they're running. This is what and they're doing. And it was specifically the Michigan defense versus the future opponent's offense. This cat, and again, go on YouTube and Twitter. The video's all over the place. Of this kid, this kid, I say, this football assistant, watching the, the Ohio State sideline, they signal in their play, and he goes into a bunch of signals, hits the helmet, touches the shoulder, punches the fist forward, then shots over to the defensive coordinator, whispers in his ear, he sends in a hand signal. Like, at this, you knew what was going on. Yeah. Let's and stop this game of, well, Jim didn't know. Yeah. 
come on. Like you said, I mean, this is a, do you know how, do you know, unlike what, do you think this was a birthday gift for Jim Harbaugh? Okay, you guys, let's set up a scheme. Schemers. Where, where we go to other stadiums and steal signs. And uh, then we just give Jim Harbaugh wins over Ohio State two years in a row for his birthday. He'll never know. The, he'll never know we did it. Come on. Are you kidding Do me? Do you think that Jim Harbaugh went to his defensive coordinator, Jesse Minter, and said, hey, don't tell me anything about it, but Jesse, why don't you go ahead and do whatever you have to do to get the other team's signals? Do you really think that's how this went? And the best part is everybody, I, I am of the belief, and what I've heard is everybody videotapes the sidelines. They watch the, because the TV does it for you. You get a video package. And those signs are on video. Yeah. How, how many Saturdays are you watching football? Watch football this weekend. You're going to see teams signaling in plays. Why? And that's the bigger question, too. I think it's the Why? best point. You didn't need to send this guy out. No. It's all over the film. It, it, it's on tape. Like, that's what I'm trying to understand. What, you know, what was the exact advantage you were trying to get? Because everything that this guy who he sent out on the road was going to see you could have already seen on film. You didn't need to do this. Is this worse than Bill Belichick and the Patriots? Like stealing audio signal from the coaches' boxes of their opponents? I mean, I, I think it's, you know, we can characterize it or not not worse or the same. The reality is this, the intent is the it's same. It's dumber. Yeah. And, and there's everybody comparing it to like the Houston Astros. Yeah. yeah. It's dumber because it's not illegal to steal signs in football. Yeah. Like it's not, and it's not illegal to steal signs in Major League Baseball. No, that's not what we're talking when about. When does it become yeah. illegal? Yeah, when you start using video and electronics. Yeah, yeah. So is what and, it and is. That's why you know there was a I wouldn't call it a scandal, but there was a story I think last season in baseball where you know there I can't remember who it was. It was a very under the radar thing, but one of the teams was using Apple Watches to communicate. There was like a technology piece involved, and that caused baseball to get involved, and it just. It, it, look, it, the reality is the intent was to do something nefarious and to get a competitive advantage. And again, I, I'm not going to humor Michigan fan today. Dude, you have no leg to stand on here. None. The, the, the NCAA, for everything that they're not, because I am not an NCAA guy or a fan, but they don't behave this way if they have nothing. You don't go you know, public, if you will. You don't go and notify everybody just to have it come out in the news if you don't have a pile of evidence. So I just, uh, the conversation should not be whether this happened or not. In my opinion, it definitely it happened. It did. It, the only question is, is Jim going to honorably resign or are we going to have to punch you in the face and fire you? Like because what's it going to be? I, the other problem that you have for Michigan football is all these games are going to be vacated. Yeah. If he's found guilty, all these games will be vacated. And it, 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 and you can't, you're not taking the wins away. Sure. Erase them from the record book. You still beat Ohio state two years in a row, but it's, it's a bad, the, every game he coaches, I think is it, the punishment gets worse. You know what the reality is? They don't need to take any games away. Cause you haven't won any games that matter. You haven't, well, it, it, you haven't won a national championship. You didn't win in the college. Football I actually playoff. think the Ohio state games are significant because, because it was surprising that they beat Ohio State two years in a row, including at the shoe. As Penn State's going to find out tomorrow, it's an incredibly difficult joint to go and win at. Yeah, and I... it's a little, that game is everything. It is one of the best rivalries in football. Think, I, I mean, I, I think it's huge. I do. All right. 
less of us, more of you. I'm sure you guys are, are, uh, Waiting to wade in on this, I tell you uh, every single day that our comment section on the show is presented by Bucked Up Energy, the official energy drink of the Monty Show. Backed by popular demand, the free samples of Buckshot. So many people the last week were like, hey, where's the link for free samples? Get your free samples of Buckshot right now in the description below. You guys, it is, in my opinion, the single best product I use every day. 200 milligrams of caffeine. Again, I hit it first thing this morning. Uh, it did not help me hit the driver straight today. I I golfed this morning. I we. hit I we thank you. Yeah. Uh, Jake beat my my pants off today. I think uh, I've hit it, but every I time. you have hit it every time. Yeah. Um. I I hit two hundred balls on the driving range before we went out and played. Right. And I probably hit seventy five driver today, and I did not slice a single driver on the range. First tee. bye-bye like the most aggressively annoying effing thing in golf dominate on the range get dominated on the course like what now let me tell you what now so let's pop a buck shot so we can dominate the rest of the show hey look at that one twist i opened it today 200 200 milligrams of caffeine a bunch of brain food so every day is your best day cheers to you friends Yummy, baby. I love it. This is a blue Raz today. All their flavors are great. Go get a sampler pack of Bucked Up, Buckshot. Hook it up in the description below. Um, quite literally, it's six of them free right to your front door. Check it out um, in the link in the description below. You need supplements. I'm telling you, the six-point creatine is the best creatine mix I have ever used. Make sure you hook it up. Uh, use the promo code Monty to get 20% off it. Check out. Let's see who's wild in this afternoon. John Teal for $2. John, let's make it good. Your first in today. Jim is cheating like Nick Nolte and blue chips. Oh, <laughs> Nick Nolte and blue chips. You got to love Nick Nolte and blue chips, don't you? Uh, Brian, $5. So he's in two places at once. In-game scouting is illegal. No, it's actually, he's not in two places at once. How are you this confused? Here's, here's what you're missing. They scouted, they sent, allegedly, they sent him to places like Ohio State. They sent him to places like Greg Schiano at Rutgers is probably the loudest critic of this. And again, I want to point out, the common overwhelming belief is coaches got so upset because it was so blatant that Michigan knew the exact calls coming into the game. They're probably the coaches who went to the NCAA. Because Michigan in the Ohio State game, I think it's the Ohio State game, the Penn State game, the Michigan State game, they were in the exact right defense like four series in a row. Mm-hmm. And in the, I think I want to say it was the Michigan State game. They had every single call, every single, every single signal. They had every single one of them. And they were like their defense was in the exact right formation every single time. That's what we're talking about. He's not going to Indiana. To, to steal signs from Indiana. Michigan's twice as good as Indiana is. It's Ohio State. It's, those are the games that piss people off. So we can sit here and try and laugh this off. How is he at the game and at other games at the same time? You're looking for a way to excuse this as a bunch of BS. 
there's photographs of him at other stadiums. Why did they lose in the college football playoff regularly? Oh, that's right, because you didn't know who you were going to play. That's right. There's no way to forecast forward what your matchup is going to be. So you got that ass beat two years in a row. So from 2021, 2022, and now in 2023, you're dominating the Big Ten. You're by far the best team. But what happened against Georgia in the college football playoff? You got crushed. What happened against TCU? You got crushed. Because you, you can't advance scout those games to Jake's point. So it's if the evidence didn't line up, and Brian, it, it, listen, man, I appreciate the $5. If the evidence didn't line up, we'd be having a different conversation. But this is so crystal clear. Yeah. Here's what they did. Here's how. And the sad part is, it was never in question how they did it. It was never in question. The video has been out there of the coaches being frustrated that they had, that Michigan had their, their playbook. There was some belief, there was some belief that they were going the extra mile, like over the top to get, to win every single play, every single snap. That's when you get in trouble with this stuff. It's not the third and two at the goal line in the fourth quarter where you decided, okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna steal their sign here. Notre Dame, our mother. Right? That's not what this was. This was Rutgers. They had every play call against Rutgers to the point where Greg Schiano didn't answer questions in the halftime interview. And I we can't play because it it's copyright. But yeah. We were we watched the video. Greg Schiano ignores the question the reporter asked him on ABC or Fox, I think it was, to, hey, Greg, uh, what are you going to do to make adjustments at halftime? He blew that question off and went straight to, there is some odd stuff going on here. We know what's going on here, and it's not right. Just like, like yeah. The, I mean, the other coaches knew. Yeah. But did did Michigan stop? They did not. Did they tone it back and be like, all right, hey, maybe uh, we only use the signs if it's within 14 points in the second half. Okay, I could totally get down with that. Well, and I think if you're Greg Schiano and Rutgers, you you understand, okay, we're Rutgers. This is Michigan we're talking about. I mean, if you're going to go, it's the old adage, hey, if you're going to go for the top dog, you damn well better not lose, right? You better have, like, you know, uh, uh, just undisputable, you know, rock-solid, concrete evidence that this is happening. Uh, and I agree with you. I think that list of individuals at these different member institutions in the Big Ten started to grow and started to grow and started and, to grow. And the financial evidence where this cat is in these, like, man, you're dead to rights because they're notice that this kid, this, this football assistant, what did he immediately do? Deleted his Twitter, deleted his Instagram. Oh. And why is that? Because there were pictures of him at different stadiums. Oh. So do you think it's a stretch to go back to the, to the weeks where he was in these other other towns and college towns and pull his credit card receipts. Cause you, if the NCAA asks Michigan for them, Michigan has to provide them. Cause do you really think the kid paid his own dime? No. So they're going to ask Michigan for the expense reports for this employee. Michigan has to provide them. They have to, to which I say, Jim, do you want to resign or do you want to be fired? I think it's it's inevitable. And I, again, Brian, I would love to agree with you, but I think you're just in a situation. They're standing on your balls, dude. Yeah. Like you're, you have universities and I've been told Michigan and Rutgers or Michigan State and Rutgers are two of the loudest ones. 
that put video packages together where they showed that Michigan adjusted linebackers. You see, allegedly, you see those signs up in the air and you see the coaches signaling in the offensive play call of the quarterback. You see this guy on the sideline going through his machinations and you see Michigan's defense rotate to the exact right spot to stop the play that was called in. It's a defense. Dude, you're you're dead to rights here. Yeah. And by the way, Michigan fan, can I just ask you this too, since you're so ready to die for Jim, what the hell has Jim Harbaugh done for you? That's what, what, my point. Like, it's not like this guy is Kirby Smart. It's what not is like he want? Saban. What is he right? want? Like, like, you're really telling me that a properly run Michigan that's up and up is not contending at least for a spot in the college football playoff? You could hire like, any coach you want. Yeah. Any coach should take that job. It's a great job. It's a great university. It's a great football program. And he's going to wind up coaching the Bears. Kyle Wilson, what's up, Kyle? Good to see you. $2 NCAA punishment. University of Michigan has to play at Appy State. Oh, oh, man. One of the great upsets in the history. In the history. Um, the pick shown is allowed. Guy. you And Brian, don't pay us any more money. Just seriously, you really think that these aren't damning pictures of him on the sideline when they have him at other stadiums, when they have him watching the opposing offense signal in the plays, and then he's making signals like this again, it go look, it's on Twitter and YouTube. The kid, he bangs his fist on his head, taps his shoulder, pushes his fist forward, which is sending in play calls to his captains. And then he goes over to the defensive coordinator and says, Hey, zero two Y banana. And the defensive coordinator calls the plan. What better fucking execution. Do you really? And, and, and he's pictured right next to Jim Harbaugh. So if this, if this dude is innocent, why is he on the sideline? What's he? Why has he got play sheets? And, and, and again, Jim Harbaugh, I don't have any knowledge or information regarding the university of Michigan program, illegally stealing signals. So you're not going to, you can't say, well, I don't know that person. So what did he Come not on, say man. there? What did he not say though? He didn't say, Hey, I have no knowledge of us stealing signs. We steal signs all the time. I just have no knowledge of us stealing signs illegally. <laughs> see, you see what I'm saying? This is typical Jim Harbaugh behavior. So with all due respect, Brian, I really appreciate you tipping us and sharing your opinion. But, but until you come to the middle and agree that there's smoke and fire here, and the Michigan football program looks pretty bad right now. Yeah, I, I don't. I agree. Don't tip us. Don't, because it's it's pointless for you right now. They're, they're, you're you're fighting a a losing battle. You're you're trying to put your head in the sand on something that that is 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 plain as day. It, I mean, there there are quite literally pictures of him. I'm, where he's outside of opposing uh, stadiums over, over a guy who's done nothing for you. Like Jim Harbaugh has not done. You enough, haven't won anything, dude. Like, and, and the problem is, is every time I've said that leading up to this day, oh, uh, Michigan fan was like, oh, the Ohio State wins. He's beating Ohio State. We're heading in the right direction. Forever Jimmy Poo in those khakis. Only to find out he only did that because he cheated. Okay, well, if you want to die on the hill for a cheater, that's fine. But I'm certainly not going to do that. I'd rather have Marcus Freeman. I'd rather have Greg Schiano. 
I'd rather have some Jamoke of a head coach who maybe isn't talented enough, but runs the program on the up and up. And I don't have to worry about constantly being investigated over NCAA violations of every variety, apparently. And the fact that this cat hid his social media now and deleted his social media and I, I think it's it's really unfortunate. Yeah. And all of the pictures of him on the sideline, all the pictures of him with the trophies, with Harbaugh, with like, he is. He's right in the middle of it, man. He's right in the thick of it. Yeah. it's And it's, it's just unfortunate. It's just unfortunate. And hey, you know what? You got caught. Now you have to deal with it, man. There's no way. Um, there's no way around it anymore because you, you now you have to deal with it. Uh, Zach Sloter for $5. No way that Harbaugh steps down. He's a, at a blue blood program. This happens at Iowa state. Matt Campbell is gone. Go Cyclones. I agree. Well, yeah, I agree. But they, it's not like Iowa state hasn't had their gambling scandal. You know, like, I, I mean, it's all in how you handle it. When you get caught, you have to own it. And Jim Harbaugh, he's in all of this trouble to begin with because he wouldn't own up to what he did. Yes. That's the that's the worst part of this. Own up to what you did. You know, like we always we joke about it in golf. Swing the club and deal with the consequences, man. You want to go and steal signs illegally? Hey, you're going to get caught. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Cleveland Rocks for $5. Love Idaho and highly recommend. Boise State football game was super. Browns beat San Francisco without Mr. Washcloth. Browns defense is number one in the NFL. And Deshaun took all the first team reps, by the way, in practice. So it looks like he's going to play this weekend, uh, which may be good, may be bad. How about your quarterback making a tackle? Probably a game-saving tackle against the 49ers. Like, mm -hmm. I know Deshaun's guaranteed, but man, it feels like you have a long way to go before the Browns make that deal good. Yeah. Uh, Carson for $2. How the hell do you get a Marine officer involved? That's what I'm saying. So, so this guy's a former Marine and is, is supposed to be, and again, I, I'm not even joking. Individuals who are capable of becoming Marines and then are Marines and then are discharged and on their way in life, you know how disciplined you are coming out of the Marine Corps. So I'm still asking, how the hell did this guy get caught? This guy's supposed to be like, and and he said, I, I believe you said it's on his LinkedIn, right? He's all about like strategy and like. And but how did he get caught? He got caught because they got greedy. When you're stealing, you are greedy. So you 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 steal every single sign against Rutgers and you run their asses over. Yeah. You beat Ohio State two years in a row, and people are left scratching their heads. I told you yesterday. Like I was talking to a dude about this yesterday who was like, you have Ryan Day, one of the best coaches in college football, who's like, I have no idea how they're how they're doing. Like, that's the question I've heard multiple times. People couldn't understand how Michigan was doing it. They were in in the perfect formation every single play. And that's when people are like, wait a minute. Like, you can't, you can't get greedy. Hey, maybe, maybe. Call me crazy. Maybe it needs to be within two touchdowns in the second half. And then maybe we only use it if we need it. That's what I mean. You're like, and then against Ohio state. Okay. Every snap against Ohio state. Totally. Get it. You're not even good at cheating. <laughs> not only are you not an elite head coach, you're not good at cheating because anybody who knows anything about cheating or driving too fast, 
You don't do 100 on the freeway for five miles straight, right? You're asking for trouble. No. Hey, dude, do what you need to do to win the ball game, but then let's let's make it adventurous. Let's make it so nobody asks questions. Like, let's use the intel in the proper way. Let's not have let's, the guy you sent out on the road come down to the sideline and be the guy giving the signal. Bro, let's... Uh... Like it's funny you say that. Like, it's just, what are we doing? You know, the other thing everybody was saying about this this guy, and again, I'm intentionally not using his name, but you know what everybody was saying about this cat? He's infamous around the Big Ten. He's been to so many places. He's infamous around the Big Ten. He's been on so many sidelines when people are like, dude, like you they know this guy so well that it was not hard to draw a straight line to him. Like, that's how flagrant it was. Yeah. Right? And that you're doing this in advanced scouting. And this guy's career arc, for those of you who don't know at Michigan, he moved up rapidly. Right? He he moved up. And what they're theorizing, and we'll see when the NCAA releases its letter of allegations, its statement of allegations, which is how it goes. Again, another weird oddity. They haven't released their statement of allegations, but they wanted to stop Michigan with their competitive advantage from cheating, they say. But this guy became so elite at sign stealing, he allegedly just moved into video sign stealing. He, it, it like all the things you can't do. It's, it's remarkable. Uh, Brian, again, says you're allowed to steal signs in game with no electric. God. Brian, I, I I appreciate the money, like, dude. I I don't know what you you're, must be trolling. You you, you must are. be trolling. You are. You're yeah, you're you're, you're just look. You're likes to fight guy. Yeah. And I appreciate the I appreciate the bread, dude. But you could not be more. You're you're either wildly uninformed, or you're just being a red ass. Either way, John Teal for two dollars. David Shaw could replace Jim again. <laughs> Seriously. But like David Shaw is a great example. Hey, had some really good years with CMC and. You know, uh, 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 Bryce Love, and like you, you had, you know, Andrew Luck at one point. Like you had good years, but then, yeah, it just kind of went downhill for academics. you. Yeah, and in the academic challenges. Okay, I respect David Shaw. Hey, it's my time. I need to step away, and I'm going to move on. Great. Let's wait for the next big opening. But I got news for you guys. A man of David Shaw's integrity, I don't believe, wants to be the guy that replaces Jim Harbaugh. I don't think David Shaw wants anything to do with that. Marcus Aurelius says confirmation bias is real and isn't going to get undone with this clown. Take the blinders off and have an open mind. Investigation is not guilt. So what's the open mind then? So he's been seen at other stadiums. He's on video. He's, He's an analyst. He's an analyst, which means he analyzes things yet he's on the sidelines calling plays. I've never seen an analyst call plays. He's on the sideline. They have long-form video of him looking at the signals from the offense coming in, signaling into the captains on defense, going to the defensive coordinator who confirms the call. The NCAA said that they sent notice to Michigan, the Big Ten, and their future opponents because they're concerned about competitive disadvantage. So you, you tell me again, take the blinders off, have an open mind. Okay. What, 
What am I saying? Because we've seen this before. Yeah. We've seen this before. This is not, this is not new. So you're saying that I, I have a bias and I'm only willing to see it one way. I'm very commonsensical. So should so, I feel good or we feel good about saying, hey, Jim, Pat, so if if we're going to do what you say, and I'm genuinely trying to humor you here, taking the blinders off to me would mean Jim never knew about this. This was, this was you know, uh, the, the defensive coordinator and his staff uh, scheming without Jim's knowledge. And and Jim had no idea that this guy was on the sideline. No idea. Or if he knew he was on the sideline, he was lied to. And that's as simple as it is. Well, in that case, how the hell is he your head coach? How how does that work? Help you guys, me. the NCAA's first request to this guy was, we need to see your computer. They were so concerned about the level of video technology that was being used that they wanted this cat's computer computer first thing. You, like, if you just thought that he was standing on the sideline because Brian or whoever that was commenting about this saying, oh, hey, uh, he's just standing on the sideline stealing signs. Why are they asking for his computer? If he's just so brilliant, he can stand on the sideline and steal signals, which is not illegal. Why are they asking for his computer? Why did they notify Michigan State and every future opponent of the, the Wolverines? And why did they do it before they released a letter of allegations? I, I, I mean, because Jim doesn't know what's going on. I mean, if we're giving Jim Harbaugh the benefit of the doubt, he has no idea what's going on. He just somehow mysteriously started winning big games that weren't the college football playoff because he got boat raced in those games where, you know, they couldn't steal signs ahead of time because they didn't know who they were playing. So, you know, and but, by the way, you can't use technology on the sideline to steal signs, but, but why, why was this guy known across the big 10 and why is everybody in the big 10 calling him infamous? Why is the NCAA asking for his computer? If they didn't do anything wrong. And I mean, if we're giving them the benefit of the doubt, they did nothing wrong. What, what I, you, we're just supposed to ignore all of this? What? 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 Are you serious? Well, because it's Jim Harbaugh, and he's won five national championships in his career. Well, then how do you argue a, the? Yeah, come on, you guys. Right. Jim R says denial, not just a river in Egypt. Apparently, uh, Mike Smith. The NCAA rarely leaks info unless they have the evidence to back it up. That's exactly what this is. That's they what I'm have, saying, dude. And it's what I said yesterday that you guys all said. Oh, you're you're wrong. You're wrong. They already have the evidence. With all due respect. They, they already have it. They know the answers to the question that they're about to ask you. They have it all. Because all the coaches around the Big Ten and all the athletic directors around the Big Ten were so pissed at this guy that they gathered the information for him. Like, you guys, you, you're, your heads are in the sand if you think that this is just some... Come on. Yeah. Come on. Uh, Arizona Buckeye says Ohio State is dominant for a decade. Harbaugh on the chopping block. This cheating program allegedly begins in 2021 when they finally beat the Buckeyes. Not once, but twice, including in Columbus. Yeah. He, he, he hadn't won. That's the other part that you can't ignore. And I agree with you. What are you fighting for Jim Harbaugh for? Yeah. I mean, again, don't you want this guy to get whacked? He's not the guy that has seven national championships like somebody uh, in Tuscaloosa. He's not the guy that's got back-to-back -back national championships in Athens, right? He's not the guy that he's not know, all like, SRT. Yeah, dude. Like he's not, he's not, you know, Ryan Day, you know, 
And, and I'm not, and again, you know, probably doesn't apply because we're not talking about Ohio State. But even if you're a Michigan fan trying to hate on Ohio State, being like, oh, well, let's look into Ohio State. I don't need to because they didn't get caught. Even if they were doing, I don't care because they haven't been caught. So it's not a speeding ticket unless you got caught. And that's why I'm saying, if you're a Michigan fan, don't be pissed at us because we think your boy's guilty. Be pissed at him because he's so terrible at what he does. And you wanted him fired. Caught. You wanted him fired Jesus. before he started beating Ohio oh, State. Oh, that's right. That's right. So Are you, you were, me? were on the verge of being fired, and you needed that magic pill to get you over the hump. You needed that magic pill to get your AD off your neck. Oh, I got an idea. Wild. Let's bring up somebody who's very disciplined, very sharp, former Marine, knows what the hell he's doing. And let's send him out because we know if we send him out because of his life experience, he's going to be really good at this. To which I say, hey, that's a brilliant idea. That's yep. actually a really smart thought to have come up with that. What's not smart is having that very same person roll up on your sideline. What's not smart is thinking that you can send the same guy out to everybody in their mom's stadium and you think nobody was going to notice. You can't have this guy on the sideline do, sending in defensive signals. That's just not good Why enough. was he not in a box? Why was he? I don't understand. If you're, if you're going to steal signs, have him be clandestine. Have yeah. him be somewhere with a headset or a walkie-talkie. Talking to the defensive coordinator. It's it that they have him on tape sending in signals is wild. Brandon Butler for $5. Do you think this does more damage to his rep with the NFL? Recruiting isn't and issues for the pros cheating is. I, I think if Jim Harbaugh, I think he's leaving Michigan, right? Even the most diehard Wolverine fan, you'd have to assume this is his last ride because you're, you're not going to be able to hire him. I think he is. I think he is already feeling a significant amount of pressure to step aside until the investigation is over. And I would not be surprised if he took a paid leave of absence. I could absolutely see that. Mm -hmm. But if you're Michigan, how do you not take action now? Because this season and you're, this is supposedly the best football team you have ever had at Michigan. Now it's all shrouded in, in rain clouds. And I, I don't know, Brandon, I, I don't think, you can hire him for a year or two, at least in the NFL. I think he needs to be, he's going to be that guy that's going to take some time off, be a consultant, probably work with his brother a little bit, like jump in the TV world, hang around the game. But I don't think you can hire you. He's going to have a show cause, especially if they, if they drop the hammer on him for this. And that's another reason why Michigan should consider having him step away because it will lessen the penalties down the road. But he he's they're going to drop the hammer on him. There's no doubt. Cleveland Rocks, your last uh, top four college teams in the playoff. Boy, we talked about this the other day, and I think it's one of the most difficult well, answers to put forward. Don't you have to have Michigan? Oh, I mean, they've got everyone's signals. Oh, that's right. Not in the college football playoff. That's right. My bad. And that, that sorry guys. Again, I think that's your best point. And yes, in Cowboy, why did it not work against TCU and Sunny Dykes? Because you couldn't scout them ahead of time. You didn't know you were going to play them. You're telling me TCU's got better talent than Ohio State? No. Come on. No. I'm it, it, in the college, and it happened with Georgia too. Is Georgia kicked their ass? Yeah. Because you can't forward scout. You can't. You don't have time. That's what would it bother me so time. much, man. It takes time to decipher signals. Do you guys understand that a video department at any 
any serious athletic program, whether it's college, you know, professional, whatever, even golfers, dude, the video department is robust. Like you got, you got a guy that his sole purpose is just cutting start to end on each individual play of a football game. No, no. Of every player of every, every all 22. There's, there is a, a camera angle called the all 22. There's a camera angle for the head coach, a camera angle for the, the sidelines. Like, do you understand the volume of tape that comes out of every single football game? Because you're all you get every when you're gonna play like Michigan's playing Michigan State this weekend, you get hours and hours and hours of footage on Michigan State, mm-hmm. and they give it to you. No problem. It's not illegal because you're not allowed to go and scout them in person. So it it's it's wild, dude. It's absolutely wild in my mind. Football at 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show, presented by our good friends at Prize Picks, prizepicks.com, the official daily fantasy partner of the Monty Show. Make sure you get in the description below. Uh, get your bucked up uh, buckshot samples first, then go download the Prize Picks app, use the promo code Monty. To a hundred percent prize pick deposits matching. They give you fifty bucks. You put in fifty, they give you fifty. You put in a hundred, they give you a hundred. It's an awesome program for Monty Show listeners. Use the promo code Monty. Speaking of uh, running quarterbacks, this is bizarre. Jim say the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, is an interesting dude. He, I've actually, I'm fascinated by Jim Irsay because he he is a strange, strange dude. So, you know, this week, then Anthony Richardson, the fine rookie quarterback of your Indianapolis Colts, out for the year with a um, grade three sprain, which means he tore all three ligaments in his shoulder. Um, They said that it's not because he was running. Here's Jim Irsay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, saying he's not running too much. Jim Irsay told Yahoo.com on Wednesday. He's protecting himself. He really is. If you look at the one on the shoulder injury, you can't believe it happened. What? It's just a normal tackle. You know, it's not even a physical tackle like Andrew's tackle. It happens, but it hurts to see his shoulder. You guys did. He had a linebacker fall on his shoulder because what was uh, Anthony Richardson doing? He was running. He was tackled, and the linebacker fell full weight on his shoulder mm. and tore the three ligaments in the in the AC joint that hold the shoulder button joint. Like, guy, Come on. Th- this is what you worry about with Lamar Jackson. This is what you worry about with Anthony Richardson. They both can throw the ball, but their first preference is to run. And we talk about this all the time on the show. Running quarterbacks cannot survive in this league, in my opinion. I think you have to be a throw-first guy. And if you're going to run, you need to run like a Patrick Mahomes. Even look at Derek Carr last night. Yeah. Got popped on the sideline, running out of the pocket. Right? Like, if you're going to run in this league, the linebackers are 4-5 speed. Like, 250, 60-pound linebackers, man. You can't take hits from those guys. Do you think he runs too much yeah i mean i I think he is running too much i I think there's no doubt about it i don't know how you can dispute it and what's sad is he's got a cannon of an arm he just needs to learn how to read a defense and it's what i what i've been saying about the colts 
I don't believe that this is an Anthony Richardson problem per se with like him as a quarterback refusing to pass it. I don't think they're developing him. I don't think they're teaching him, hey, dude, like this is what, speaking of tape today on the show, hey, look at this tape. This is the look that you got and you decided to go this way when you had a guy open down the seam or what? Like, they, you got to develop this guy because I believe that he can be a franchise-level quarterback if he's taught how to do that. But they are not teaching him fast enough, so he's running all over the place. And and this is what happens. By the way, Jim Irsay isn't done. <laughs> Somehow. So we were telling you guys about um, this Tom Brady story. Tom Brady wanted to by the uh, Raiders in a equity share, like a right. minority share. And it it didn't happen. And so people were trying to figure out, well, why didn't it happen? Well, now we know. Uh, Jim Mercy said, we're trying to work it through. The numbers just has to be reasonable number for purchase uh, from Tom is the only thing. If reasonable value says that 10% should be $525 million, you can't pay $175 million. He's talking about the Oakland Raiders who moved to Las Vegas and their owner is a freaky-looking dude with a terrible haircut. Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, wanted to sell Tom Brady. I think it was a 10% share and a, a reduced $175 million. Yeah. The NFL and the owner said, no, you can't do that. And I'm I'm totally against that. I think if he wants to sell Tom Brady ten percent for one seventy five, what business is, that, uh, is it of yours? Well, I, I, I and I agree, it shouldn't be Jim Irsay's business. The only problem is, is that we all know how notorious this pool of owners is in the NFL, and just how how aggressively they take or how aggressively they pursue valuations of their organizations. So they want to make sure, hey. If, if, you know, Mark Davis wants to sell a 10% share, damn well better be the right price. Because if he sells for 175 and it should be 575, that's devaluing my organization. I mean, that's what dudes like Jim Irsay are, are, are saying. This, and I think it's so funny, and, and no one's talking about this, the NFL was looking at allowing NFL owners to carry a billion dollars worth of debt. Now, that wasn't the resolution passed. It's $700 million. That's what you can carry in debt. That's what you're legally in the NFL allowed to carry. So my opinion is, now that this debt thing has come out, this happened about, I don't know, like four or five days ago, Jim Irsay said this, but then this debt thing happened and got me thinking, hey, maybe this isn't so much about Tom Brady. Maybe this is Jim Irsay's way of saying, hey, Mark Davis, we don't appreciate that you're trying to devalue things because once you devalue my asset, that changes death to value ratios. And now the money is all messed up. That's what I think Jim Irsay is saying. So do I agree with you? Yeah. It it should not be Jim Irsay's business. But unfortunately, with how the league is set up, Jim Irsay is, in fact, allowed to say things like this. And I don't don't care if he says it. I just don't believe that you should be able to tell uh, Mark Davis how much he can sell a a share of his team to Tom Brady for. That's none of your damn business. Yeah. And we're, we're so... We're so careful to try and control everybody else's money but our own. Mm-hmm. And I'm I just I think it's ridiculous that this is where we this this is where we are, that we're just like, oh yeah, man, whatever, whatever you want to do. All right, boss frog. It's 5 p.m. Central Time. 
Please choose one game. Arkansas minus six and a half. Ooh, I hate that game. On Mississippi State. Ole Miss six and a half on Auburn. Oregon plus 20 on Washington State. Two lifelines available. Phone a friend. Ask the casuals. Yeah, you got to take the Oregon game. I don't even think it's a question. Honestly, I don't think because I, I don't want you know what my issue is? Those other two games are SEC games, and you know how the SEC works. Any given Sunday, someone's gonna lose. So Arkansas minus six at home, theoretically. I think the old miss Auburn game, it's at it's the game's at Auburn. That's the thing that gives me a little heartburn about that. I think mm, Arkansas has not been good enough. So they're on a five-game losing streak to uh, BYU, LSU, A&M, Ole Miss, and Alabama. So I can't do that. Because he's he's saying the line he's offering us is Arkansas covering the, the six and a half. Yeah, I can't. And by the way, ESPN, technically Caesars, has it at six. I can't go with Arkansas as a favorite. No. I just don't buy. Can't do it, dude. But Oregon on Washington State, you really dude, like that. What am I going to say? Well, they're going to be they're coming for for They your are ass, going dude, to like. beat the hell out of Washington State at Autzen. I I don't even think it's a discussion. You don't even think it's a discussion. 6 points? Out of Washington State last week, is that if I remember correctly? Yeah, right. And they have struggled against bigger physical teams. They've lost two in a row. The game before last week was at UCLA, twenty-five seventeen. I don't know. I'm not buying it. I think of the three that he's offering us, the Oregon one's the best option. I don't want anything to do with SEC games, man. Uh, unless it's Alabama or Georgia against a nobody. Like in com conference play, SEC games are incredibly difficult, in my opinion. Who do you? Who do you call? Who are we calling? I don't know. By the way, a uh, little breaking news. John Shire has agreed on Duke a six-year con contract extension. Uh, okay. John's done a nice job. Um, I don't even know who I would call that would not that would take anybody, but everybody I know is going to say to take Oregon. We have uh, we got Teddy on dial. Teddy's been pretty good. Um, I, I don't know. We're taking Oregon. Everybody I know, everybody I know will take Oregon. And then what's the, what's the goods again now on this? So if um, we hit on this. If we hit on this, he will split. He will not tell us what the, his wager is. But he will split it. He will give half of his winnings to the advocates. Nice. Okay, let's do it. God damn it. I'm telling you, just go with it. This is like golf. Okay. You're standing wait, 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 on the tee box. I, take the shot, dude. I'm telling you right now, we should take Old Miss. Dude. We should take Old Miss. We're not going to. We're not going to. I mean, there's two dudes sitting in the lobby we could ask. But we're not <laughs> We're not gonna. We're not gonna. No. No. I'm not cutting my hair, first of all. Second, Wait, what? Someone said to cut your hair? Yeah, Tarrant County boy says Monty cuts <laughs> his hair. Hey, welcome back from timeout, Slick. Yeah, dude, first, real quick, we're taking Oregon plus 20. Yeah. I hate you so much for this. Okay. Because you know what this You're means. telling me that 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 they're they're not going to stomp Washington State at home. Dude, I don't know. And OG Gary, you're pissing me off now cuz old miss covers.
Okay, fine. fine no, we're fine, taking Oregon. Fine. No, you want to go with Gary? No. The, the Michigan defender? Go. Go be with the Michigan defenders. Do it. Auburn can't throw and struggles with decent defenses. Tone. Hey, Tone. I would think Oregon would pound Washington State. Nut. Washington State has been weaker team the last two weeks without their wide receivers. I think those receivers are back this week. Mark Hale says Wazoo. Robert Fowler. Yeah, I think Oregon is the best. Wazoo looks like they're overrated team, but they've had a ton of injuries. The thing that scares you about Wazoo is they'll wake up and have their uh, breakfast and drop a 30-piece on Oregon. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think Oregon's out for vengeance, dude. This is 100% your fault. Okay. That we're going to have to watch hey. the Oregon game again. The next time the next time Lane Train disappoints you won't be the first time. So now, go ahead. Take we are them. officially, our pick is officially well. <laughs> the homeless kids are going to be done in because Jake is obsessing over Dan Lanning right I'll now. Apologize to that man. Right? I mean, Dan Lanning's your guy. Stay hard. Yes. So we're taking Oregon. But Lane Kiffin is better for the homeless kids than Dan Lanning is. But we're going to go oh, with what Oregon. What are you talking about, man? We are going with the Oregon. the same guy that got left on the tarmac by his team? The, the same guy that has all this junk to talk about the old Sabinator and then can't beat him? Come on, dude. No, he didn't beat him. Come on now. He didn't. Aaron Wilson, thank you very much. You gifted a Monty Show membership. I appreciate you, Aaron. Um, Matt Ritson, did Harbaugh cheating at Stanford after he beat USC and Pete Carroll? What's your deal? Seriously. I don't know if he did or not. I don't know. Uh, Delaric, Michigan only hope for this season is to fire him now. That's it. But it's funny, though. Isn't Jim Harbaugh awfully similar to Pete Carroll? Pete Carroll's like, hmm. It's a nice condo Reggie's got. Seattle seems like it's beautiful in the fall. And, I mean, everything's on fire here at USC. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the Seahawks job. All right, guys, I'm out. You see, I'm a guy of simple taste. Right, untarnished. So, I, mean, I don't know that. I don't know that Harbs. I don't know that Harbs can get away from Ann Arbor. Dude, untarnished. if you're Jim, why are you still here? Get the hell out of here, he man! Should have gone before this Just year. Jump. Shouldn't. Ryan makes a good point. Harbaugh couldn't beat Wisco until after the alleged cheating. He was just average. Is. We'll see. Uh, Boss Frog, we're going with Oregon plus twenty on Washington State. In order of confidence, I would take Ole Miss one, Oregon two, and Arkansas minus a six and a half three. That game's at Mississippi State. I can't, I can't do that, dude. Or is I, it, I, no, no, no. That that Arkansas game's at home. It doesn't matter. They're my least. I'm that's I'm least confident in Arkansas. 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 I'm least confident. It is in Arkansas. It is in Arkansas. Fayetteville. Yeah, it's in, it's at Razorback Stadium. So, yeah. yeah, they're on a terrible stretch. So, in order, Oregon plus 20, Ole Miss minus 6.5, and, and then last, Arkansas minus 6.5. So, let's go. Let's. Uh, we're all Ducks fans because we want – Yeah, we're Ducks season. We want the kids to have Halloween costumes. The Monty Show is presented by the Advocates. Theadvocates.com and what Boss Frog is doing here because he's just a good dude. Boss Frog is is a good dude. Uh, we owe you a steak dinner next time we're in Tarrant County. Tarrant um, County. Boss Frog, 
is going to, if, if, when, if, when Oregon covers, when boss frog is going to donate half of his winnings to our good friends at the advocates who are working with the road home. One of the foremost homeless advocacy groups in the country. Uh, those two together are trying to raise money to give homeless kids a Halloween costume. And I know that seems ridiculous, but I would ask you to employ some empathy. Think about a 10-year-old kid who doesn't know where he's going to sleep at night, doesn't know where his next meal is coming from, probably gets picked on and bullied at school because we know that homeless teens and children get bullied at school at a much higher level because they don't have the niceties like clothing. They don't get to shower every day. They don't always smell the best. They're not always well-rested, so they're not the best students. They're not the guys who put their hand up to answer the teacher's questions. They struggle. So what the advocates in the road home are trying to do is they're trying to raise money. So if you have a dollar, if you have $5 or a million dollars, I'm asking you to send it to the advocates on Venmo. And if you're watching on YouTube, screenshot it. There it is. The advocates on Venmo are advocates donations. If you're listening on the audio podcast, advocates donations on Venmo. And in the memo section, if you could just put Monty show Halloween. And if you don't want to credit us, that's fine too. I just want the kids to have a good Halloween. You can just put Halloween. And that money goes right to the road home to buy costumes for homeless kids on Halloween. You guys, I just thank you so much because you have always supported us. Uh, you have supported the advocates, the school, the school drive that we did uh, back in August to, to get school supplies and clothing for homeless kids. Phenomenal. You guys kicked ass. And I just thank you. You know, we, 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 I think sometimes don't say it enough that without you guys, we wouldn't have a show without guys like boss frog. And, um, you know, you, you look at our, you look at our listenership and you, you look at the guys that are here every single day, the Mike Smith's, the Aaron Wilson's, the salty drunks, um, the Delerics of the world, um, the mayor of Monty town, the Hey Tones, the Kyle Wilson's, the Brandon Butler's, the conundrums. Um, we just appreciate you guys so much. Everybody who's a member of this show, uh, OG Gary, Tarrant County boy, you guys make this show what it is. And I just really appreciate that you guys support our, our partners like the advocates. So thank you for doing that. Whew. Kyle Wilson, can we donate buckshot to the kids so they stay awake in school? I wish I do wish, uh, Hey Tom, Oregon will score an extra touchdown and get an extra interception because of Monty's program. Let's hope so. Let's, Let's go hope baby. So. Cause last week. Our, our guy will howard did not do so well with the monty show karma no 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 oh let's see here are the wagers jesus you have old oh i should have taken old miss <laughs> <laughs> damn it two hundy on oregon two hundy on arkansas one thousand dollars on lane train hey uh, hey, uh hey, hey can we change our can answer we change it sir <laughs> I'm telling you, that's my game. I, I see. I had that feeling, you know, on the in the in what, you know, in your bosoms, in, in my no-no square. That old Miss, old Miss, old Miss, old Miss. No, don't gonna, touch me there. Yeah. That sir is my no-no square. square. Uh, no, Oregon, Docktown, quack quack quack, Docktown. And that's how I look at it. Hey man, maybe he'll give you a pass because you didn't want it, and I did. <laughs> maybe. OG Gary, defending Michigan is what we do. Exactly. Jeff Woodworth, uh, it, I'm going to 
I'm going as Swifty for Halloween. The misses will be Kelsey. Oh, did you hear? <laughs> Real quick, because we got to get to these games. But did you guys hear? Travis Kelsey takes three hours to get dressed. What are we doing? Like, it, does two hours and 59 minutes of that include Taylor? <laughs> three hours. Hopefully it includes doing Taylor. But three hours to get dressed. <coughs> Boss Frog says, Oregon, your final answer it is. Damn it. Jake. I can't believe Lane Train's got a G note on him. He's covering that, dude. No, he's not. Yes. No, he's not. You want I've a... been a rich man and I have been a poor man. You want a side bet? No. So, no. So no side bet? No. Okay. I'm not side betting anything. Okay, you pay for Turtle Bay Golf in Hawaii if, no. if Lane Train nope. covers. Nope. No, he's your guy. He's your guy. What do you mean? You fucking donkey. He's going to cover. Okay. Mike Bridges. Uh, Monty, explain your clickbait thumbnail. Do I, do I really have to explain it? Do I really? Do I have to explain it? And why would I explain it for someone who's first time here commenting? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Boyd Lake, Kelsey is a diva. Did Travis, I not say that last Travis night? Travis Kelsey takes three hours. <laughs> three hours. Marcus Simeon just dropped a surefire double play at second base. Never had it. Never had it. Astros are in business. Unbelievable. Uh, Tarrant County, boy, is Kelsey master baiting or what? See what he did there. It's a baiter of Scock. It's a master at baiting. Uh, he probably models for Taylor. How, what do you, what do you need three hours? For? Are you trying on like different? I don't try on different outfits. You guys, sure I, I, am. I, I wear black every day, right? It's the whole closet is all black. Oh, quite literally the whole closet. I have my own closet, right? Like we have different closets. My whole closet is black. I've got all my polos and t-shirts on one side, all my button ups and hoodies on the other side. That's it. That's it. Banana hammocks in the middle. You know, it is what it is. Scock. What are you doing for three hours to get dressed? What, what, like, what could you be doing? Uh, boss has Monty disheveled because I Stop crying like a little girl. Well, I was jackass. I told you. Tone puddles on his way to Vegas make a million dollar wager foe to ducks. Okay. Uh, Maury Alvarez, our favorite Floridian. Maury, how are you, buddy? Hope the kids are good. Only casuals don't smash the like button. You're casual. On the like button. Um, 90, oh, come on, you guys. We've had 3,000 views and only 97 likes. Let's go. Hook it up. Appreciate everybody who hits the like button. Mike Smith, if you are a guy and it takes you three hours to get dressed, you better be getting ready uh, to go LARPing or something. Bro, what, what are you? Okay. Oh, what are you talking about, man? Okay. Uh, Journeyman SW. Do you think the NCAA will have to fight Harbaugh to get him out of Michigan? No, I do not. I don't think he wants the job. And I don't think they give a damn if he's out of out of or not. They won't. They, the way the NCAA works is they don't fight Harbaugh. They leverage Michigan because they will. Ultimately, what they want is Michigan to do the right thing, which is why when Michigan said we're going to suspend him three games, they were like, OK, yeah, whatever. Like he you got to remember that that recruiting violation case is far from over yeah he will get suspended a year for that and i think this will be the leverage on michigan they won't leverage him 
Uh, the eye patch says Kelsey is style football, apparently. The other thing is the outfits he picks are terrible. Brutal. Not even. Mm. Joe Parker. How does prize picks work, you guys? Prize picks is pretty simple. Um, now, I wouldn't take Jake's advice. He is on a cold streak. <laughs> Here's how prize picks work. Okay. So Jake is in for $20 on this, right? It's daily fantasy. And you see on the right here, it says uh, Adolis Garcia, more than one and a half stolen bases, total bases, excuse me, Jesus, uh, one or two. That's what you're asking yourself here. So if you thought he was only in a total base, by the way, is I hit the ball and I got to first base. And that's, that's total bases, right? So you got to say to yourself, okay, is he going to get a double? All right, then I'm going to pick more. Is he going to go over? I'm going to go less. Same with Trey Turner. Um, he's got Mikhail Backlund and Bryce Harper, four and a half shots on goal and total bases. So if Bryce Harper hits a home run and uh, Backlund takes one shot, Jake wins because he took more on that. That's it. Your proposition is more or less. And you can do any sport you want. Um, and the way prize picks works, daily fantasy, um, you can like when the NBA it prize picks is amazing for NBA. Um, it's great for football, baseball, the NHL. I love NHL on prize picks. All you do is click the link in the description below and you will see it. The promo code will say Monty M O N T Y. So if you put in $5, they're going to double that deposit for you. If you put in a hundred dollars, they're going to double it to $200. It's, it's a hundred bucks. Up to $100 deposit matching, super easy. All of us play it. Yeah. Well, except Boss Frog. Boss Frog does not play it. Yeah. We we are the only, he's he's too, I'm for real. you know, he's too cool for school. I'm for real. So, you know. Yeah. He he does not play it, but it's fine. Um, sorry, the UPS guy rang my doorbell. Is ring doorbell not the greatest invention ever? I mean, it is. You know. Uh Boston, Boston Mapes, you guys gave us this home, friends. Well, thank you, Mapes. I appreciate that. Uh, kidney stones pass faster than Kelsey gets drafted. Damn, bro. Waves in opposition. Uh, Edgar Alas, no one says nothing about the Patriots in their filming BS. Oh, I, I, think I disagree. I think a lot of people said a lot of things. Yeah. Um, Lopes Van Gabe, I'm sorry. I thought you said Jake takes more on that. Moron. See what he did there? The See what he did there? Moron. So more or less, more on. Like he's calling me a moron because I suck, suck at prize it. picks. Pri you're on a cold streak. Yeah. You, you friend are on a <laughs> you're on a cold streak. There, there is little doubt about that. Yeah. There is little doubt about that. So yeah. Uh let's see. And donuts. Golf fund minus one. Shout out minus zero. Up number two. Wait, what happened? What what did I miss? I'm did I miss? Did you? And donuts. I'm so confused. Mike Smith, prize picks is a gateway drug to down downtrodden life that results in you living in a van down by the Whoever river. Whoever came up with that shit need to be fired. It can be so frustrating. Yeah, come on, dude. Oh my God. Mr. Downtown, you can even use prize picks for cornhole, pickleball, esports. Yeah, it's got pretty much everything on it. It's, it, I mean, it's got everything on it. Ron Nolan, uh, Jake should have taken a little more time dressing today. He forgot his lavender bow tie. You, I'm not a bow tie guy, and I've never worn a bow tie. He, when has he ever so. worn a bow tie? Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, you know. uh, and donuts. Last hour, Monty. We cool. Did I miss it, dude? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I miss you? We get a. Um, oh, oh, damn. Um, you know.
There it is right there. I had to go all the way back to the top. Golf fun primo day tomorrow, guys. Yes. The last weekend of greatness golf. Here I in, do think here it's potentially Utah. the last weekend of golf in Utah. Potentially. Next weekend, it's going to snow. Yeah. 70 degrees outside right now. 95 in our studio. And uh, yeah, next weekend, it's going to be in the 40s. Whoa. My bad, Antonis. I appreciate you. You always uh, are very generous. Thank you for the golf fund. Um, call out bros. What do you mean, call out bros? Yeah, what, what does that mean? Um, you know. I don't know what that means. Uh, can you use prize picks for choosing covers on over-unders? You cannot. No. Nope. No, you can't. No, you can't. Uh, you know, it's fine. Crispy bacon. See, but a crispy. Right. Crispy. So it's like crispy bacon, but he's a crispy. Three hours WTF. His name is Kelsey or Kelsey. I mean, come on, dude. Really? I couldn't admit. What would you be doing for three? Travis Kelsey takes three hours to get dressed. It takes me six minutes. And that's if I have to figure out what pants I'm wearing. Holden Middick. Because I've got like all of my jeans are in my drawer. Like I'm, I, it's a very simple equation. Which black t-shirt to go with which black polo shirt or <laughs> sleeveless hoodie or jacket. Yeah, it doesn't really start getting complicated until you get to the shoe room. Right? Which boxer shorts, they're all in one drawer. Which pants, they're all in one drawer. Shorts are in the closet, but those are going away now. So all the long pants. Uh, which socks... Well, it depends on which shoes. Am I going to wear Jordan 3s? I can still wear a low-cut sock. But if I'm going to go to the 9s, one of the most comfortable shoes ever made, I'm probably going to need a, high, a higher sock. I'm going to do that. And then you get to the shoe and it's like, well, damn, which Jordan 3? Because I have 11 pairs. Which Jordan 1? Because I have like 69 pairs. Didn't accidentally, <coughs> you know. Uh, and donuts, when you own 200 pairs of pants, it could be tough, seriously. Seriously. Last time to stroke in Utah. Seriously. Dude, you're not even kidding, bro. Stop the eye patch. It's 101 in Phoenix. No, it's not. I did a, we we did a we did a, a nickel in Phoenix, and trust me, it was always honestly hot. that's our stroking guys. You know. Uh all right. The Monty Show, hour number two is as always presented by our good friends at Sound Sleep Medical. Let's go. We're sending you guys to Las Vegas. This is a great contest. Whew, I'm excited about this. We are about a month away from announcing the winner. But there's a lot of people entering. You go to soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Just go check the website out. Go look at it. Sound Sleep Medical is all about improving your life. So you guys know that a lot of people have asked us for different kinds of products. Hey, do you guys have a partnership with X, Y, or Z? One of the main things was, hey, do you guys have a partnership with sleep apnea? So we have kind of been working on Sound Sleep Medical for a while. The best part about Sound Sleep Medical is there is no CPAP machine. It's a really simple mouthpiece that's custom made for your mouth. And the best part is your insurance will cover it. And you can get back to restful sleep. I cannot tell you how many people I know that have said to me since we started talking about Sound Sleep Medical that, oh, man, I just don't sleep well. Oh, I don't sleep well. My wife snores. How many guys have told us, dude, yeah. my wife snores? Like in the comments, do you snore? Does your wife snore? When you're snoring, that doesn't mean you have sleep apnea. And one of the best parts about Sound Sleep Medical is they have a free sleep evaluation. Go to any of their Utah locations. You can make an appointment at soundsleepmedical.com. And they are working with us to provide you all. Oh, wow. How about that? The Rangers tie the game at one in the bottom of the fifth. 
Justin Verlander gives up a home run to Nathaniel Lowe. It is 1-1. Oppo. Bottom of the fifth. That was a bomb, too. Uh, but Sound Sleep Medical presents our Las Vegas Raiders drive away. You're getting two tickets to see the Raiders take on the Vikings December 10th in Las Vegas. You're getting dinner for two at Mastro's Ocean Club, our favorite steakhouse. Yes. Our favorite location is in Las Vegas at City Center. They have a thing called the Treehouse. It is our favorite place. It's a must-have when you go to Vegas. Absolutely. Sam, who is our cycle, Sam, who is our uh, the person that always takes care of us at Mastro's Ocean Club in Las Vegas. She's going to take care of you guys. It's going to be an amazing night. And we're also working on getting you tickets to that circular new thing. Yeah, the ball thing. Yeah, that lights up and stuff. Yeah. We're trying to get you into a specific event at that uh, brand new sphere in Las Vegas. Working on that as well. You get a $200 uh, Visa gift card to cover your gas expenses. And it all is all presented by Sound Sleep Medical. All you have to do is go to soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Sign up for their free sleep evaluation and you're entered to win. If you're a member of the uh, Monty Show members only group on Instagram and you sign up for a sleep evaluation, you get 25 to 1 entries. If you are a member of our show at any level, $1.99 or $9.99, you get 10 to 1 entries when you sign up. Super easy to win this contest, you guys. Let's go. Soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Let's talk football. What's your game of the week, by the way? What is your game of the week? I I think that, let's see, if I had one game this week, I think it's got to be Texas Tech-BYU. Now, is it a big game? No, it's not. Unless you are Joey McGuire at Texas Tech and Kalani Satake at BYU. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's a must win if these two teams are going to be bowl eligible. And one of them will not. That is my prediction. Texas Tech or BYU, not both of these teams are going to a bowl, I don't think. Whoever wins this game is probably going to be bowl eligible. And I think, and I don't know what you think, Jake, I think it is far, far, far more important for Texas Tech to win this game. Yeah, you know, I, I think that that Joey, just with the way the season's gone on, he he needs this one. And, and, and I hate saying that about teams, and I hate that, you know they're in the position they are, but you look at their schedule and, it, and it's not it's not easy the rest of the way here. I mean, the problem is is let's say you lose to BYU here, then you've got home for TCU, on the road for Kansas, home for UCF, and auto loss to Texas. You know auto you're loss. losing to Texas. Like I don't even say that jokingly. That's a loss. You know that. So if we know that Texas is a loss, we know that TCU and Josh Hoover are feeling nice. Uh, we know that Kansas is very different depending on who's playing quarterback. So if you say we're going to lose to BYU, we find a way to lose to TCU. Let's say we beat Kansas and UCF and we lose to Texas. That's not enough. That's only, what is that, five wins? I mean, that's yeah. not good enough. So that's why I say, the. but the better scenario, obviously, is you beat BYU. Let's say you beat TCU. I, I think you're probably going to lose to Kansas since that's on the road. You beat UCF, you know, and then you lose to Texas. At least then you're six. So that's why I say for Joey McGuire, the ability to say, hey, yeah, we were bowl eligible this year. That's going to be huge because then you can tell a more positive story. Hey, you know, we grinded out. You know, Tyler Shuck had a, a season-ending injury. You know, we we moved along uh, to Morton, and then, you know, we 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 just grinded it out. And, and we embodied Texas Tech football. 
No, we're, we weren't a 10-win team. We weren't a New Year's Six Bowl team. Right. But we at least have something positive to say. So that's why I say this is, for, for Joey McGuire, it's crucial that you're bowl eligible. Now, for Kalani and the Cougars, I, I don't think it's crucial you're bowl eligible in year one. I think if you're bowl eligible in year one in the Big 12, you're, uh, all no pun intended, you're doing God's work, honestly. You are you are way overachieving at BYU if you're one in the Big 12, you're bowl eligible. So for me, when I look at this game, it is a big game in my opinion. Uh, by you know any type of standard, this is a national TV game. It's a big game. But I think this is a much bigger game for Joey than it is for, for Kalani with where they're at. Yeah, and I think this Baron Morton situation is massive. I mean, I, I have to think Jake Strong gets a start. Um, you know, for those who didn't hear, Morton's been dealing with a shoulder injury. Tyler Shuck obviously is out for the year or most of it. Um, and I think you could tell that Morton wasn't right. And then he got beat up pretty good against K-State. Strong finished. I, I think if Strong plays, I, I have real questions about his ability to drive them to a win. But here's the truth. BYU has not been great on defense. Is the defense better this year than it has been historically? Absolutely. There's no question about that. But the defense hasn't been good enough. And I think it says something that you're plus 351 at home. Um, my biggest question in this game is, are you going to have a defense or an offense or neither if you're BYU? I think the other question that is terrifying for you is you have one of the best running attacks in the in the Big 12 at Texas Tech. Yeah. And Taj Brooks is a guy that I think is just an ass whooping as a running back. Like he is, he, 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 I love the way he runs the football. BYU is not going to be pretty. BYU is not going to be fancy and beautiful football to watch. But BYU can beat Texas Tech, especially in Provo. We're at 4,800 feet. That is significant. You saw they, that, that Texas Tech, I felt like, ran out of gas at Wyo. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a very, very close game, and I, I think BYU wins the game. And I think if my prediction comes true here, I think Joey McGuire is in a really difficult spot. He's going to have to make a case because if you leave this, this game and you're three, would that be three and six? You're in real trouble now. And I, I just don't, how does Texas, how do you, how does Texas Tech justify the fact that they're, if they lose this game, I don't see any, any avenue for them to go to a bowl. How do you justify that if if you're Texas Tech yeah. being being three and five eight games three and five, and your losses are to Wyo, Oregon, West Virginia, K State, and BYU? Yeah, the Wyo game is going to haunt you, Ooh, dude. You know, and I think that's one of the biggest differences between these two. BYU's a four win team, so you look at BYU's schedule and it's like, okay, well, you lose to Texas Tech, you're definitely going to lose to Texas, right? At DKR. Uh, then you've got West Virginia, which I still maintain is also a loss. I, I have a hard time seeing BYU going there and winning, but Hey, maybe, maybe they go there, get a huge win, fifth win of the year. And they just got to knock down one of the last three, right? Cause, and, and really it's one of the last two, cause you're not beating Oklahoma in my opinion. So I, I, I think it's either, you know, BYU's path is much easier if you beat Texas tech, cause then you can go to Iowa state and win there and you can try to beat the mullet at the mullet's place. I mean, I think the other thing that really want, is interesting about this game, it kicks off at five o'clock mountain time. Yeah. So you're playing in the dark. 
And I'm curious how, how BYU is very different at night than they are during the day. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. My feeling here is it's a really close game. If Keaton Slovis does his best TCU impersonation, Texas Tech is going to roll because Texas Tech is going to control the clock. And I think, I think Texas Tech is going to try to run the football, especially if Morton doesn't play. You got to think they're going to run heavy here. Yeah. I like BYU to win the game by a field goal, but my confidence in this game is very low. Yeah, I think offensively for BYU, you know, one thing you really got to look at here is, is this is a team that, you know, I, I just think is not, you know, regularly, you know, recently putting up 30 points. Like I, I look at, you know, this TCU game, I, my, my inclination is to throw the TCU game out, right? Because you started really poorly players all week said they weren't really in it. Okay. Let's throw the TCU game out and give Keaton the benefit of the doubt. Right. So I look at the other games in your wins, you're scoring 30 points. Yeah. Like if you think about this outside Sam Houston, 14, nothing. Okay. Whatever. Throwing that out. But Southern Utah, you scored 41. Arkansas, you scored 38. Kansas, you lost and scored 27. So the number, in my opinion, for BYU to win a game is 30 points. At home, you get three points already. So the question is, can you do to Texas Tech what you did to Cincinnati? Can you come out and and take control and, and, and play from in front? Because when BYU plays from in front, they're a much better team. It gives Keaton a chance to operate. But when they're playing from behind and the defense can have four or five DBs running around the secondary, that's big-time trouble for Keaton. Slovis. But is Jake Strong going to throw three interceptions this week? Mm. Uh, he'll turn the ball over this week, yeah. 27-24, BYU wins it, and I am not at all convinced that's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I hope it does. I think it's a critical moment in time for Kalani and the BYU program. But I think you're fighting for your life. If, if Joey McGuire leaves with a loss, man, I think he is going to be under incredible pressure in Lubbock. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I, I'm going to say it's a tight one. 31-30 BYU late game situation to win it. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on and get Utah at USC. How delicious is this game? Now My it's God, on Fox, dude. 5 o'clock. Look at that line. USC's a seven-point favorite. Not justified, justified. Like, um, I think that it is justified because it is in LA. Uh, Utah doesn't have a quarterback, unfortunately. With all due respect to Bryson Barnes with this week. With all due respect. Um, you know, I I, I want to say that this Utah defense is going to stand up and prove a point. But I have real trouble with that here. I think that Caleb Williams got embarrassed last week in South Bend. I think Caleb Williams uh, ran out all week long that everybody has a bad game and I'm a human and I just had one bad game. And I think Caleb Williams understands there's some history here, right? Like, let's not forget Utah's won, I believe it's three in a row against U uh, USC. Uh, and I think that Caleb Williams understands that, Hey, like I need to prove a point here. Like I'm either gonna, I'm either gonna come out and dominate this defense once and for all, mm -hmm. or I'm not that guy. And because again, the reality is this is a team that should score 30 points every single week. 
every single week, even against Utah's defense. But here's here's the problem. USC got their ass handed to them by Notre Dame. Yeah. And they got the offensive line at USC got handled by Notre Dame. Utah's twice as deep as Notre Dame. I think twice as physical as Notre Dame. I think he has twice as many play, players that make plays, playmakers in the secondary. Play, their linebackers are very good. Sure, you have injuries. Logan Fano's out. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. You have depth. You're really good. This is, in my opinion, one of the most difficult games of the week to call. And my question is, what is USC playing for? What is USC playing for? Pride? Are they still a national championship contender? I don't think so. No, I mean, I think what you're playing for is the conference. I, I think you're counting on the fact that Washington's going to find their way into a loss at some point, you know, and that you're going to have, you know, that you at least at a minimum, you know, have to, it's kind of what Bo Nix was talking about after the Washington game, right? Like, hey, we can only control what we can control. We've got one loss. So, you know, we need to go out and we need to beat Utah and then we need to beat Cal and then we need to beat Washington and we need to beat Oregon and we need to beat UCLA. The only problem with that is, I don't believe that you're going to beat Washington, Oregon, and UCLA three out of three back to back to back. And so for USC and Lincoln Riley, at this point, if I'm Lincoln, I'm playing for pride and I'm playing for a caliber of bowl game. That's what I'm playing for because I don't see a two-loss USC team being a playoff team. Can USC, can USC keep Utah off the scoreboard? Because I think 27 points probably wins this game for USC. Yet, I have zero belief in their defense. Um, I think this everything that USC wants is still right in front of them. And when you look at Washington, you look at Oregon and UCLA, those are all ahead of them on the schedule. Mm -hmm. USC has lost nothing in the conference. The conference is sitting there waiting for USC to win it. Yeah. I think USC is going to win the game. But I think they're going to win the game because I just don't believe that Bryson Barnes and this Utah offense are potent enough or good enough to score 21, 27 points. Yeah, I mean, I think that I would agree with that. And I think Utah's path offensively in this game is uh, Siani Vake and Jaquindon Jackson. Those two guys have to run. Vake? Huh? How good was Vake? Yeah, I mean, I, you look at the box score, 15 carries, 158 yards, averaging 10 and a half a carry. Against Cal. Now, I know it's Cal, but I can make a pretty good case that Cal's defense is better than USC's defense. It's more physical, for sure. Yeah. So, I, I look at these two guys, and I say, okay, I need you two, uh, Sione and Jaquindon, to con control the ball and give me at least five yards of carry. Because if you're running for five yards of carry on SC's defense, you can have long, extended drives that eat clock and keep Caleb Williams and that offense off the field. It's a huge question. I agree. So if they run the football, Utah is going to be in this one. And again, it comes back to, hey, it's what you said about USC's defense, right? Like USC's defense, you know, got or USC's offensive line got manhandled by Notre Dame's defense. So if your offense isn't going to be on the field a whole lot for USC, the defense isn't going to win a game for you. Yeah. And that's the hard part. Yep. Uh, Mike Smith says Utah red is prettier. Let's go Utes. Uh, Tony Barber. Uh, hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. USC will finally beat Utah at home because they got a lesson uh, from Monty's mother. Well, hey, man. <laughs> I'm telling you that Notre Dame loss is one that you're not going to soon forget. No. I think when you look at you look at Notre Dame and you look at what Notre Dame did to USC, they changed their season.
And I think USC, we're going to find out who Lincoln Riley is. I, I can't take Utah just because I don't believe Utah can score. I just don't. It, Caleb Williams, uh, I would agree. Caleb Williams, somebody said he's getting his nails done today. There you go. Caleb Williams is getting his nails done today. I'm sure he is. Mm -hmm. And then those pretty nails are probably going to score 28, 31 points on this defense. Right. And that's not because Utah's defense is bad. Their offense is elite. Or is it? Because we're going to find out. But it doesn't even matter. I think 27, 24 potentially. Because Bryson Barnes in this offense just can't do the job. Now, I agree with you. If 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 Utah's able to run the ball and kill the clock and you can keep this a low 20s game, Utah has every opportunity to win it. Utah will have to score a defensive touchdown. They have to hope that Caleb Williams throws more interceptions. Yeah, you know, I, I think the only thing that I'm thinking is against Cal, you score 34 points with this very same offense. Cal is and, terrible. And I know Cal's not good and, you know, they're not USC, but Cal's defense is better than USC's defense. And I'm telling you, you can run on USC's defense. You can, absolutely, 100%. And, and I don't know. Something tells me that Utah finds their way to 30 in this game. I think you're right. Hey, if they have a defensive touchdown, you know, now you've only got to score, you know, what is that, 24 points or whatever, yeah. like 23 points. Like, that's really not a lot. I mean, Utah should score 14 without thinking about it. So that's why I say I, it, my prediction in this game would be if Utah's going to win it, it's going to be Utah with 30 points, and they're going to hold SC to – 24, 27. It's going to be real tight. Uh, unfortunately, <sighs> I don't think you can count on that. I think, I think, so I think Caleb Williams has a bounce back week. I think uh, SC has a statement win. I think they, they have 35 on Utah's defense. Uh, and I think Utah struggles to get to 21 in this game. I have at boss frog. I have action on USC. Took it minus seven. It's a smart play. It is a smart play. It's the right play. Uh, let's see. Michael Wall gives us $20. The Big Ten crooks cheat this way. Harbaugh, Harbaugh. The Big Ten crooks cheated this way. All the Harbaugh way. Penn State hides. Hmm, Ohio State denies. The Big Ten crooks cheat, to cheat this way. The Harbaugh way. <coughs> nice poem, dude. I appreciate you. Right. Thank you. That's, that's appreciate you. Beautiful. Uh, OG Gary, 9-3 and three or 10-2 and two USC? 9 they're not. I'm telling you, they're not. Look at their schedule, bro. It's tough. You're not beating Washington, Oregon, and UCLA back to back to back to end your year. That's not happening. OG Gary, 21-20 Utah. That would have to be the score if Utah's going to win. Something like that. I, you know, you, you, uh, USC isn't potent enough to play versus anyone who plays defense. It's a great point. It's a great point. Uh, welcome to the nightmare. USC 30, Utah 17. Yeah. Again, it's very possible. It could be. Uh, Mike Smith, when you see a, a title for the shows, take it with a grain of salt. I would agree. I mean, our, our the title has one job, and it usually is. And very it worked popular. on you, God. The Notre getting piped on Prize Picks, dude. Oh, he's gonna take him out. Montgomery is gonna fall short of four strikeouts. I'll tell you, Jordan Montgomery got piped by Corey Seager today. Like, Corey Seager's a big league shortstop. Make a play. Uh, the Notre Dame loss wasn't a conference loss. I expect USC to bring it. No, I, and as I said, everything is, everything's ahead of you, right? Everything's ahead of you. OG, Gary, I don't see USC scoring more than 20, so I'm thinking 21-20. I, that's a dream. Because they accidentally score. What do I always say? They roll out of bed and score 21 points. I mean, it's tough to hold them down. It really is. Uh, Tarrant County boy, only sub chat. Yes, because we're getting a lot of non-subscribers, and I want to make sure we 
value you guys. Hey, Tone, USC will still lose twice more after this week. I think that's that's true. Hey, that's look, true. Th- like Utah, Cal, Washington, Oregon, UCLA. Hmm. Dude, that's a grinder, bro. Yeah. It is. It's absolutely a grinder. There's no doubt about that. All right. So I'm going to take uh, USC to cover the seven, and I think it goes uh, under. Mm, I think it was under the 52. Under the 52. Uh, Oak State, Oklahoma State, West Virginia. Uh, the mullet. Mama. I'm a man. Take me home. Makes me want to puke. West Virginia, minus three, 48 and a half in a game where they ain't expecting a whole lot of them their points, boy. Hey, boy. This has been a pretty remarkable turnaround for Oak State. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the way they've played, not a lot of people thought that they could that they could turn this around. Oklahoma State, in my opinion, is something of a revelation. And I think when you look at Ollie Gordon and the way that he's run the football, um, you know, it, it, you look at the limiting of the turnovers. I mean, the amazing part is Oklahoma State is back into the Big 12 championship mix. Because they beat in K-State and Kansas. Mm -hmm. And it's because their offense has been much more detail-oriented. And their defense has done a really good job at taking the football away. And since 2017, Oklahoma State is 20-1 and when not giving up a turnover. Not given for an offense like this that has turned the football over. So when Oklahoma State doesn't turn the football over, they win games. Who knew? Who knew? Now, the question is, how many turnovers will West Virginia force? It's a huge question for, for my my mind. Is Neil Brown done or not done, or what are they? Because I think it is remarkable they lost the Houston game the way they did, or yeah. this team would be rolling. Yeah. How surprised are you about West Virginia? Yeah, I mean, I, I I am surprised. I I uh, and I think that they deserve a ton of respect for being where they are. I mean, again, you're four and two, two and one in conference. You could easily be five and one, easily leading the Big Twelve in time of possession. Yeah, I mean, you could easily be right there. So to me, I I look at it and I say, yeah, I'm impressed. I'm absolutely impressed. And and I think you know that point you just made. Hey, West Virginia is leading the conference in time of possession. Well, if I'm Mike Gundy. And that marvelous mullet, uh, what does that mean? Hey, that means we can't turn the ball over because when we do, they're going to have it for 10 minutes. That's a problem for us. So, so hey, Bowman, let's take care of the football. Ollie Gordon, let's take care of the football this week. Not that Ollie's some, you know, turnover-prone machine, but, hey, I really need you to – that's got to be an emphasis this week. So, to me, I, I, I look at this, and I think you have to favor West Virginia because it's at their place. But I think this is potentially one of the best pure football games of the week because, again, the mullet, there's questions there too. I mean, he's not getting fired this year, but, you know, you 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 turn in a five-win season yeah, like we thought he would at the beginning of the year. Now yeah. you got questions. Here are the facts. This game's going under the 48 and a half. Yeah. These two teams, as I said, number one in time of possession at West Virginia. Uh, and you have Ollie Gordon doing a job. Uh, now it seems like a staple part of the Oak State offense. I don't think there's any question this game's going under. My biggest question is, 
can you run for 175 yards against West Virginia? That's a big question because I think when you look at K-State, their defense is it, giving up 174 yards is tragic. Mm-hmm. You look at Kansas, eh, 218 yards on the ground against Kansas isn't a fluke, right? West Virginia has yet to give up more than 160 yards in a game. Can you get to 150? I think I think the answer is no. I think you're going to really struggle to have time of possession in this game. I think if you are West Virginia, just be you, man. You don't need to be spectacular. Run the damn ball, control the clock, win the game. I think this is a 24-17 West Virginia win. I think West Virginia covers, and it goes under. Look at their Big 12 wins. TCU, 24-21. Tech, 20-13. I look at the pick game, 17-6. When they win ball games, it's who they low are. scoring, possess the football. That's who I they are. I completely agree with you. This should go under. This should be a field goal game, and West Virginia should win. Yep, I totally agree. Uh, mm. uh, Mike Smith, time of possession is a great thing to have, but it's null and void if you cannot score much with all of that time on but the ball. But that's the thing. They are. They are. And they're playing well enough defensively. That's the that's the part that that I think you have to remember is that the Cowboys, that they you, they have to, and what they've shown us is they have to have big running days to win games because they don't have a quarterback that can carry them. The problem is West Virginia can stop the run, and they have. So if Ollie Gordon's going to break you off for 175 yards, Oklahoma State's probably going to win the game because mm-hmm. you're not going to have enough time of possession. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think guys, like guys you may not know, Jaheim White needs to have a good day for West Virginia. It has to happen. He's the guy that's not, he's only got 25 carries on the season, but what is he doing? Averaging seven yards a carry, right? So he's the guy that's not getting as many reps, but when yeah. you give him a rep, he gives you pop. And and it, it, it's a situation where, you know, again, uh, it, it, hand it off to CJ all day long that that's what you want to do. But I'm telling you, you're going to have to find balance against this, this Oak State defense. I'm just happy for Neil Brown because... Watching him cower and hide at Big 12 football media days was because there's no, I don't, I don't think there's any other way to even describe Neil Brown in West Virginia. They didn't want to talk. They didn't want to be seen. They didn't want to be heard. Nope. And I, it was really embarrassing and everybody was talking about it and writing him off and he was just playing out the string and all of a sudden they're controlling the clock and they're Up winning the games. And I think the magic number is 33, 34 minutes time of possession. And and forget it. If Oklahoma State turns the ball over just once, this, this game's over. Totally agree. You cannot give West Virginia extra possessions because they're just going to grind your face off, dude. And I think they're going to grind your face off. And I think it's going to go under. I really do. Jeff Woodworth. Uh, West Virginia will win, so take that, Mike Smith. <laughs> wow, calling out Mike Smith. Well, I think, you know, look, I, I, you have to take them to win. It's at their place. I mean, if 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 this was in Stillwater, we're having a different conversation. Water. Water. Still water. It's a different situation. So, yeah, I, I again, like I said, this is this is not this is not a tough one. West Virginia is averaging 28 and a half points a game. So you figure, okay, it's going to be a little lighter than that this week because you're facing a quality opponent in the mullets. So, yeah, I think you're you're 24-21, you're your 21-17 style game, 
Uh, I think, you know, Oak State turns it over twice. I think it's an interception and potentially a fumble. Don't know that that's Ollie Gordon doing that, but I think they fumble it once. And I think that's your game because I think West Virginia is going to hold the ball, grind you out. And I think, as usual, the play calling for West Virginia is going to be on point. Uh, Welcome to the nightmare, says Oak State with the win, but it's close. 24-21. I'm going, I'm going, going with I'm a man. Yeah. You're taking Oak State. Okay. I'm a man. Mike Smith. Oh, shit. I forgot about Ollie Gordon. Well, that seals the deal. No way West Virginia can contain the Heisman Trophy lock. Easy. Okay, you criticized Corey Seager for piping Jordan Montgomery. Yeah. He's he's come back and answered with a double here. Yeah, so one out, bottom of the six. Houston 2-1. Verlander cruising at 75 pitches. Seager with a double. We'll keep you up to date on that game. Uh, Tarrant County, boy. Neil Brown's next job. Bishop Sycamore. And kick a person when he's down. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, Jeff says West Virginia 34, Ollie Gordon 33. Wow, that goes way over. over. Mike Smith, Neil Brown going back to Troy. Neil Brown will win the Heisman this year. Hellabilly says, I'm riding the under. You have to. Have to. Have to. Uh, Boss Frog, this was such a tough game to pick. I stayed away from this game, but I'm leaning West Virginia. How are you not? Yeah. Right? And I love Ollie Gordon. And as Mike Smith said, the Heisman trophy to be, maybe never. Um, I just don't know how you, I don't know how you don't take West Virginia here. Uh, Mountain Mama says from this point forward, the Heisman Trophy will have a visor on it. Okay. Okay. The Big Lubbock, what's up? BYU is averaging 65 yards a game rushing. They don't commit to it. It's not good enough. They don't, I, I, look, I like A-Rod, the, uh, Aaron Roderick, the offensive coordinator, but I need, I need more LJ Martin at BYU. Absolutely. Uh, Woodward says Kansas ain't losing this weekend. Book it. Okay. Are they, are they on by? I think I've hit it every time. They're, they're are, are they on? They're, they're on by. I mean, I'm almost like Notre Dame. You know, I mean, yeah, they are. Uh, Kansas is on by. Uh, I think one of the more interesting games, by the way, in the conference, Texas and Houston. That game's in Houston. Did Verlander give it up? Did he give it up? Suck it, Verlander. Suck it. I have him in prize picks. Suck it. I have him. Let's go, baby. Texas up 4-2. Let's go. Uh, Adalis Garcia just hit a a, a two-run bomb. uh, Or a three-run bomb, excuse me. Hell yeah. 4-2. The Texas Rangers up on Houston. Bottom of the six, one out. See, now I just need the Philly game to go the way I need it to go, and I'll win. Prize picks is a ball breaker. What a shot. Uh, the big Lubbock. Lubbock is 33 feet above sea level. Okay. 3,300 feet. That, that's cool. Cool. Name 4,800. Uh, County boy. Mike Smith to West Virginia. Mountain Daddy. There you go. Mountain Daddy. No. Uh, Neil Brown was beyond pissed at Big 12 Media Day. They were picked last and they put the wrong colors on West Virginia's banner. That's what fucking takes me to fuck off. They wanted nothing to do with it. No. Neil Brown. Didn't want to ask about being fired after the season. And Neil Brown didn't want his boys to be asked about him being fired after the season. And Neil Brown didn't want his guys to to be asked, hey, well, if your head coach gets fired, you hopping in the portal there, Slick? Or what are we doing? And and I get it. Right? I mean, I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Uh, let's see. Boyd Lake, BYU needs to go pass happy and sling the ball all night like they're famous for doing. No, they need to run the ball so that they don't turn it over. Yeah. 
They're not good enough. And Cody Epps, until Cody Epps is Cody Epps, come on now, uh, the big Lubbock. Wyoming is 7,200 feet, Laramie, above sea level. Far cry different, 4,400 feet in Provo. It's okay. Everybody well, I know says you're that. the guy that lives in Utah and understands e- how the altitude works, everybody right? Everybody says that, Big Lubbock. Everybody. Oh, it's, and you know, then it's only 4, the same feet. people are huffing and puffing on the goal line and not able to stop the running back. Every single season. People are like, oh, it's only 4,400, dude. Yeah. Let's, I'm with you. It's only 4,400. Let's see what impact it has. You could be right. Uh, Tarrant County, boys, still wetter. Well, water. Water. Still wetter. Uh, BYU can't run the ball. No, they choose not to. They choose, they choose not to. LJ Martin is a guy that needs more carries, period. End of story. Yeah. He needs more carries. And the, the hardest part has been like against TCU, Keaton Slovis throws a pick six on the first possession and it, it absolutely derails the running game. And you, you, you can't give Miles Davis that, that, the running back by committee does not work. It does not work. And my opinion is LJ Martin, as young as he is, as inexperienced as he is, he is an explosive dynamic running back for BYU. Yeah. Give him the football. You, it, and the other problem is when you only run the football 32 times and you throw it 34, offensive linemen, and they have issues on the O-line, the offensive line cannot get into a rhythm. Offensive linemen love running the football because all they have to do is lean and sweat on you. Run the football. Run the football 40 times. Throw it 25 times. But the problem is when you're turning it over, you don't get the volume of plays you need to win games. Yeah. And when Keaton Slovis is throwing an interception, it's a problem. When he's fumbling, it's a problem. The quarterback cannot account for two turnovers in a game. Yeah. Not at BYU, not when you expect to win. Not when your defense has been sporadic at times. Thanks. LJ Martin is it can it absolutely is capable of running the football. It, it I, I'm telling you, and a lot of, of tech fans have reached out to me this week on BYU. And I want to shout out in particular uh our guy Robert uh Cavazos, who is in Provo from Lubbock, hooking it up. He went to the he went to Lucky 13 downtown last night, got himself a burger. Yeah. Went to the bucked up store, got himself a blood raz. Like, I love that the Red Raiders are traveling. I love it. But make no mistake about it. You, you, you don't know BYU. You don't know this offense. You don't know that home field advantage. My, my guess is they will take a little bit from Keaton and give a lot more to LJ Martin this week. Yeah. That's, that's what I would hope. Run the football more than you pass it. I like Keaton Slovis, but he is a game manager. He is not a dynamic quarterback that can throw you to a win. Hello, Billy. Uh, this game will decide the rest of West Virginia's season, in my opinion. Totally. Momentum is a real thing. Dude, you win this game, look out. BYU only has seven sacks this year. Dude, we get it. <laughs> you're, you're probably starting a freshman quarterback who threw three interceptions last week. It's not that BYU needs to get pressure. Right with Ben Bywater out, with the injuries they have up front, they're not going to turn into a sack master all of a sudden. The thing that BYU does to you, especially when you're a young quarterback, they have good disguise and they are incredibly athletic from linebacker to corner to safety, and they have playmakers in the secondary and the linebacker core who can catch the football. 
They want you to throw the football. Yeah. BYU does not want you to run the football. I I, I would caution you. I, this is going to be a very close game. Jeff Woodworth, who had Bedard last night on prize picks? I did not. I did not either. They got piped by Colorado, by the way. Uh, welcome to the nightmare. I'm loving the early baseball game to make my workday go by quickly. Seriously. I love it too. By the way, uh, Naris is in for Houston. Verlander is done. Two outs, bottom of the six, four to the Texas Rangers lead Houston. Um, in game five, a critical game five, the series is tied at two. Usually who wins this game has the advantage. And this game's in Arlington. You got to remember that. This is a huge game for the Rangers. This is a character inning, and Boach has the Texas Rangers playing good baseball, man. Good, good baseball. Uh, so Naris is in uh, pitching the low. 4-2 Rangers, bottom of the uh, six, two outs, runner on first. You know what's incredible is that uh, they're doing all this without DeGrom. You know, season-ending DeGrom. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, doing all of this without him. Yeah. So. Boyd Lake, uh, Cody Epps will be on the field and doing fine, but he hasn't been. He hasn't been, and nobody wants to talk about that. Everybody wants to. Cody Epps is an NFL-caliber wide receiver, and when you have Cody getting two receptions for 14 yards. That's not good enough. And I love Chase Roberts and I love Darius Lasseter. And I think a lot of that was on Keaton Slovis. Keaton Slovis did not have a good performance. And I hope Cody Epps is healthy and he is absolutely a game-changing talent. An NFL wide receiver. He needs seven, eight, nine targets a game. Yeah, You got to throw him the football. If he's on the field... Two receptions and 14 yards ain't nearly good enough. Yeah, and I think to that end, you know, Keanu Hill needs to be more of a deep threat. I mean, that's where when when you're hitting the deep ball to Keanu, you're going to win those games, but yeah. they haven't been. Yeah, I think BYU's offense has been frustrating. Yeah. And it is, I mean, this league is different, man. You're no longer an independent. You've got to put up points. And Jay Hill, as much as they change this defense, you got to get deeper. You got to get better. You got to play off the edge. You got to have an edge guy. And Kalani knows that. Kalani Satake is one of the best defensive minds in college football. They're, they're, eventually, it's going to take time. It is going to take time. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, is he related to Omar Epps? He, he, he's, he's not. He, he's not. Some wrong. Okay. Uh, Humwa. Exactly. Okay. And donuts. Uh, odds on Kalani looking for a new OC at the end of the year. Not good. Not good. I don't think they'll do that. Um, Salchicha Grande. Okay. Uh, by Felicia is better. Okay. I mean, you know. What the hell are you guys talking about? You man? know. Listen, man. You guys do you. Uh, the Manchi Show is presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Man, it was awesome watching Mrs. Monty go through the program last night. Dude, we were making trades last night watching the wildness. They out there wilding on them Forex Australia markets. It was pretty awesome. If you guys have not signed up for your 30-day $10 uh, trial membership at Triday Trading, you're crazy. It is one of the most enjoyable partnerships we have ever had on the show. And the best thing is, it's $10 that goes to charity. They give you the entire program. You immediately get trading. They start, they put you into a program, a software platform that gives you um, simulated trades. They give you an unlimited budget to do that. And you start making trades and you start making mistakes. And then you start learning. 
and you start understanding all the indicators. And we're watching last night as they're trading um, on the dollar in Australia and then the pound. And it's just what the money that was being made. We're watching a dude making like 40 grand last night. Like it was wild. The Forex market is foreign exchange. It's unbelievable. It's so fun. It is so fascinating. Go do it. It is awesome as a part-time gig. You can do it full-time, wherever it fits into your schedule. Tridaytrading.com has a program for you. And the thing that I love about Triday Trading is when you graduate their program, it isn't automatically where you got to go into your pocket and you got to start trading your own money. They're going to fund an account for you when you graduate their program with their own money. And you're going to trade Tridaytrading.com's money. And when you make money with their money, you get up to 80% of the profits. And you can do that for a week, a year, a decade. It's up to you. However long you want to stay in, in their program, you can do that. When you're ready to go, you start trading on your own dime. It's all your money, man. And it is so cool to talk to their coaches. And you watch, you get into, when you're in their 30-day membership, you get into group sessions, one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. You're trading on your own. You're like, and it's, Mrs. Monty, I'm so proud of that cat. Like she's, she, she last night wanted to get out of a trade and she's sitting there. She's like, well, it's hit the marker. I should get out. I should get out. She's like, I'm going to let this ride a little bit. Boy, did she pay for that? She paid for that. And then she wrote <laughs> it out. She used the indicator. She got out at a profit. Like it's just really fascinating to watch it. I, I don't know why you haven't done it. It is 30 days with no obligation at the end of those 30 days. It's $10. It's given to charity. It's a tax write-off. Go do it. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Trust me when I say you will not regret it. It is going to be wildly enjoyable. It'll be the best part of your day. Mm -hmm. Trust me when I say it'll be the best part of your day every day. Tridaytrading.com. Their graduates that trade full-time make $1,000 a day or more. If it's a side hustle for you, you're looking at three to $500 a day. Hook it up. Tridaytrading. Com. Mike Smith, Harbaugh, and BYU Honor Code. Hilarity ensues making of the next sports comedy film. The biggest stories in sports, as always, presented by our good friends at Bucked Up. Bucked Up, the official energy drink of the Monty Show. Uh, I think this Jim Harbaugh story is absolutely dominant. And I think the headlines out of, out of Ann Arbor today, um, we now know that what we speculated about on the show with Jim Harbaugh yesterday is... Absolutely what happened. And if you missed it, Jim Harbaugh is under NCAA investigation for having a staffer scouting future opponents in person and on video. Um, this individual, who I'm not going to intentionally not going to use his name, uh, in the red circle you see there on the sidelines at Michigan. Um, and there is stories being told about how uh, this guy is all over this team. Here he is holding the Big Ten Championship Trophy. Here he is with administration. Here he is calling plays on the sideline as a football assistant. No, that's not assistant coach. That's just a guy in charge of analytics and intelligence in BYU football on the field calling plays. And obviously all of this is centered around the beliefs that Jim Harbaugh and Michigan football have been advanced scouting opponents in stealing their signals. And it's starting to look like, based on what we know now from the NCAA 
and what coaches and personnel around the Big Ten are saying that it was so well known that Michigan was stealing signs that it's actually coaches and administrators from around the Big Ten that went to the NCAA out of frustration. One of those very clearly most people believe was Rutgers because when you're stealing signs, one, it's not illegal in college football to steal signs. If you are playing, again, Rutgers, and you're in the stadium that day and you're able to pick their signs, it's called, you are you are free to do so. What you get in trouble with is when you use video or electronic equipment to do so, or if you go in advance and scout and steal their signs while you're advanced scouting, that is illegal, and that is what Michigan's accused of. Rutgers, for example, some do tell, um, was really frustrated, and there is an interview, a halftime interview with Greg Schiano, the head coach at Rutgers, where he is asked about the flow of the game, and he outright refuses to answer that question and talks about how there's something going on here and it's not good. He was talking about the fact that Michigan on every defensive snap was in the exact right formation in the exact right place for the play that was called. There's also video of this assistant who is in charge of analytics and um, intelligence (laughs) at Michigan signaling in plays to defensive captains and then working with the defensive coordinator on the sideline, which are the photos you saw there. The bottom line is Jim Harbaugh is in real trouble with the NCAA. And now you are looking at a multiple suspension. You already know that the NCAA is going to hand down a significant suspension for COVID dark period recruiting violations. Now add on top of that, what are some very serious allegations about Jim Harbaugh? And the issue becomes that everybody knew it was a well-known, poorly kept secret that they were stealing signs. And Jake, I just don't see any way that Michigan gets away from this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, I, I don't know how you skirt this one. I don't know how you get around this one, or how, like, what the excuse is going to be. Because again, Jim's Jim finds himself in a situation where. Hey, if you're going to plead ignorance, then that's also a bigger issue. If you're going to say, oh, well, I didn't know. I mean, that's actually what he said in his statement. Hey, if I didn't know, then, hey, Jim, you should have known, right? Like, hey, how do you not know? I mean, this guy is standing next to you the whole time. I mean, look what he's saying here. I don't have any knowledge or information, you know, regarding the University of Michigan football program illegally stealing signs. Well, okay, well, great. That's fine. You can claim that. But then how do we have Buddy here in the red circle? standing next to you and this guy in the red circle is the same guy they sent out to to do all this. Like, Jim, you're not getting away from this one, bro. And I have to say, at what point does Michigan brass start to say, yeah, you know, Jim's not quite getting it done anymore, right? I know, Jim, you went here and, you know, you're Captain America as far as all the folks here in Ann Arbor are concerned, but this isn't good enough anymore. And by the way, all this cheating stuff and sign stealing stuff and all this illegal activity comes up right after you've beaten, beaten Ohio state a few times. So yeah, this dates back to, and I think this is a really important point. This dates back to 2021 is when they believe this sign stealing and what the NCAA has labeled it as an operation. And that is not an accidental word because if you have this kind of operation in, in Ann Arbor, a mass amount of people have to know about it, right? It, it just can't be one lone wolf operating on his own. 
Um, but they're saying it date back to 2021. Well, that's funny because that's when he started beating Ohio State in 2021 and 2022. Uh, he beat Wisconsin, but who didn't he beat? He didn't beat Georgia in the college football playoff, and he didn't beat TCU in the college football playoff. Now, why? Because he can't advance scout, scout those teams. He didn't know he was going to play them. Allegedly, he didn't know he was going to play them, so allegedly he could not advance scout them. And what happened? He got beaten very badly two years in a row. But yet when he's able to scout and he's able to you know, have a guy allegedly using video uh, technology to steal signs and going out in advance to steal signs, what do you know? All of a sudden he's boat racing Ohio State two years in a row. It, it's just, it's. I think it's more than a coincidence. I yeah, truly and, do. And I think it really speaks to the the brazenness that Jim operates with. I, I mean, you you just think that you can go out and do whatever you want, which is why you did what you did in the dark period during COVID. And then you thought you could send out the same guy and have that same guy come on the sideline and give you all the intel in real time. I, I, I mean, I just don't know why you would be so blatant about it. Yeah. I, like wh- why like, every snap? Because there are, there are some allegations and I, I think Ross Dellinger had a good piece on this where it was every play repeatedly over and over again, Michigan defense in the exact right formation in the exact right place. They knew the play and, and w- that was coming and they knew how to defend it. And it just, it seems a bit too much. Casey Anthony got away with it for $5. What's up? Good to see you. Uh, congratulations to, uh, to Monty on being named the number one Wolverine hater for 2023. The beautiful trophy is made of preserved and polished Wolverine scat. I don't even hate Michigan. Okay. What? Okay. Hey, again, I appreciate your comment, but what did you not do today? I'm going to need better execution. Yeah. Might want to include that one word that you're known for on the program. Yeah, I'm a Wolverine hating. Oh, so much like Jim, you're not doing your job the right way, man. Come on, live up to it here. Let's go. Yeah, I'm a little, I don't even hate Michigan. No. I'm not a Harbaugh fan. I mean, I covered him at Stanford and San Francisco at the 49ers. And he's just not a, he's not a likable figure. He's not a guy. And and I ask this to Michigan fans. He's not a likable figure. You don't love Jim Harbaugh. You love him because he started beating Ohio State and he's taking you to the college football playoff for a cup of coffee two years in a row. But do you really love the guy? Because he's going to get suspended probably for a year next year. And that's only if he stays. And how many years in a row is he going to threaten to go back to the NFL? Yeah, it's it's what I've always said. Like, it's uh, Michigan. Here's the problem. Jim as a dude and as a head coach and Michigan as a brand don't win enough for you to hate them. That's been their biggest issue. It's why Jim is there. And I'm a Notre Dame fan. And I truly do. I have a ton of, I grew up in the Schembechler era, man. I have a ton of respect for Michigan. My, I went to high school with a, a kid named Martin Ramirez who played offensive line at Michigan. Like I don't hate the Wolverines. I, in fact, hell, what am I talking about? One year I dressed up as a Wolverine football player. I even put the yellow tape, the flying wings. Like, uh, dude, I had the whole thing. I don't hate Michigan. I do not like Jim Harbaugh. I I, I don't think that he cares about people. I, I truly don't. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, uh, was he using Star Trek-like technology? I believe he had the Starship Enterprise floating over the over the horseshoe. Hey, 
yeah, beam me up the play here, bud. Yeah, beam me up the playbook, dick. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the nightmare. 30 for 30, Coach Khaki's Operation Integrity. Exactly. Exactly. The eye patch. Uh, hasn't Harbaugh always been a douche? Hope this doesn't surprise anybody. It does not surprise me at all. At all. Uh, Daniel Dixon cannot stand Michigan. Go Hawks. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's my biggest question for Michigan fan today and Harbaugh defender. Like, wh when does the when does the free pass for Jim come to an end? Because everyone treats this guy like he's Nick Saban, and I only use Nick Saban because yeah, he's got seven of those things called national championships. Yeah, and he in I don't know. It just surprises me. Like I understand if you're a fan of of a guy like Jim who's a little bit controversial and you want to defend him, but. At a, at a certain point, that, that's that got to come to an end. But here's the problem, though. It's odd that the Houston Astros are on the TV, but it, I think there's a very good comparison in the Houston Astros. I think there's a very good comparison to the New England Patriots. The problem is I think this is far worse because you have to be really stupid to get caught. Yeah. Like the, the level of intelligence it took to get caught is not very high. Yeah, I think your best point is, why do this every play? You're better than Rutgers. You're better than Indiana and all these run-of-the-mill Big Ten teams, and yet you still did it. It's 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 not smart. It, it's not smart. I don't understand it. And the other thing I don't understand is, why is there not helmet technology here? Are we, and I know I'm not the only one saying this, but let's put communications in the helmet and then sign stealing goes away. Yeah. Let's put it in the helmet. Done. Over. Ended. Done. Like every football league has it except college football. And I think it's one of the dumbest things ever. I, I, I truly do. Mike Smith, Stanford and 49ers got tired of Jim Zach because he, you get burned out on Jim Harbaugh. Everybody jokes with me, well, he's going to the Bears. Okay, cool. He'll be there a year, two, maybe. And then people will hate him the way they hate him now. Yeah. And so he'll get fired. That's how Jim Harbaugh operates. He burned people out at Stanford. He burned people out at 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 uh in san francisco and look what i mean he may leave michigan football in ruins yeah so I, I, yeah matt what's up matt will nick saban lead the crimson tide to a victory over tennessee though i think that is a very good question what how where are you guys at on on bama like are are you are you guys high on alabama or are you I mean, I, I'm a believer, and we we argued about this earlier this week. I mean, like I, I look at this game, and and Alabama's nine and a half, nine and a half. I said not Alabama over Tennessee is nine and a half. Yeah, dude. That's I a please don't put ducats on this. I, I just don't know how how do you put anything on nine and a half for Alabama. That says a lot more about Tennessee. 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 And look, I understand they're 17th in the country, five and one, right? Their wins are AM, South Carolina, UTSA, Austin P, and Virginia. Their loss is Florida. That's the thing that scares you. But now you're at Alabama. It is the prime time game, 3 30 Eastern, Bryant Denny Stadium. And I just don't see how do you how do you get how do you get Tennessee to win this game? Well, I think for Tennessee, it's it's quite simple, and it's not easy. It's just simple, which is 
hey, you, you need to live up to the, you know, 231, 231.3 yards a game rushing, rank sixth in the nation in that category. You need to live up to that because if you want to go on the road to to Brian Denny and win a football game, you got to run the football. It's BDS, please. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think Joe Milton has to be flawless. I think that goes without saying. Yeah. Uh, the two interceptions you threw against South Carolina are not going to cut it. Uh, I think you have to be absolutely flawless. And I just don't believe against this defense that he can be that. Um, but can Alabama cover a not, essentially a 10-point number? Well, this is the Jalen Milrow question, right? I mean, I, I think if you're going to cover, you know, if you're going to win this game by 10 points, Milrow's going to have to have himself a game, right? I mean, you're, you're going to have to have another one of those 270 to 300-yard games where Which you've got... A, easily capable of. Right, and, and I think he needs to throw for three touchdowns, uh, and then I think they need to run for two more. And I think if you do that, and you're pushing 35, 38 points in this game, yeah. they're going to cover the number. But if this is one of those games where you're going to the second half and you've only got, you know, 14 points, no, they're not going to cover the nine. Yeah, I don't think that's an issue. I think that Tennessee's overrated. I think this defense for Alabama is just now getting into Alabama's defense. Which is kind of crazy considering it's Nick Saban. Yeah, th this very much to me feels... This very much to me feels like nine and a half is a big number, but this is a 30 point game for Alabama. And I think it's 31 24. That's how it feels to me, anyway. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I want to say they get 35 points in this game. I just, I think that they, Milrow is excelling. He's growing. He's, you know, developing. I, I, I could see 35. And then, of course, Penn State, Ohio State. The, the Ohio State. So are you a believer? Are you a believer in either one of these teams? Mm, I mean, I, I'm a believer in Penn State's defense. I, I I think, you know, and everyone's automatically gonna go and say, Oh, well, they haven't played anybody. And, you know, it's 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 Penn State and you know, it's a Big Ten schedule and yada yada yada. But the reality of the situation is, is that I, I I this is a huge game, man. If you're if you've got a legit defense, it's gonna show up against uh against Kyle McCord in this game. And that's that's my concern for Ohio State in this game. I mean, again, this is going to be, and let's pull the schedule up and just go through it because I know you guys love doing it, but this is going to be the best team uh, Kyle McCord has faced. And, and I know Notre Dame, hey, Notre Dame, even in that game, they've only put up 17 points and you needed a Notre Dame mistake to do it. So am I really going to sit here and believe that, that the Kyle McCord that put up 35 against Youngstown State is going to have any business touching 30 in this game. And I know it's at the shoe and it's home field advantage. Totally get it. I'm not even saying that I think Ohio State's going to lose. I just don't think this is going to be comfortable for Ohio State. I don't think that Ohio State's going to dominate this Penn, Penn State team. I think that James Franklin understands that he's, his record is not good enough against Ohio State. And this is one, one opportunity uh, for him in the last several years where Ohio State finally doesn't have the best offense in the nation. They don't have, you know, Otto Heisman trophy winning quarterback chilling back there, you know, basically just owning your defense. And so for that, for that reason, I, I look at this game and I think it's going to be much closer than people are giving Penn State credit for. I mean, Ohio State's favored by five. You know, you the home team gets three automatically. So the boys in Vegas do think that this is going to be a close game. But the 46 over under is what I'm a little surprised by. 
I, 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 this game could go a lot of different ways, but I think it's under that. I think you've got two really good defenses and two offenses that haven't really shown an ability to, to get after and put up huge numbers. Here's where we park company. I'm picking games. I think Ohio state's a superior team. To Based Penn on state. what? Based like, on the fact that when you look at it, at the, 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 the wins for Ohio state, we now know that Notre Dame has a defense. We know that Notre Dame is a real opponent. And I, I, the difference for me and you is that you don't, you're not a guy that believes in Kyle McCord. And I am. No, I think he needed a mistake to beat Notre Dame. That's what I think. I no, think that I, I think that Notre Dame didn't show up on the goal line and Ohio State doesn't run that in he, without that. He can only, he can only, and we if that's the case, if that is the case, sure, maybe he loses that game. I don't know, but they didn't. So it doesn't matter. He showed up in a huge game. And I think the other thing you got to remember is he simply does not turn the ball over. And I think he has been far more tested with Notre Dame and Maryland. And I think that Kyle McCord has shown that he wants to be the guy. He wants to have the ball in his hands with the game on the line. He wants to show people that absolutely, positively, Ohio State can win the win the game with offense. Now, they don't need to do that. But here's, here's the other problem, and this is something that nobody at Penn State can get away from. Never mind that you should not have a football team. And it's embarrassing that Penn State plays football every week. Never mind that. You know what the simple facts are? Drew Aller is not a, an explosive quarterback. He's not somebody, and everybody's like, oh, he doesn't turn the ball over, 12 and zero. That's great. But when, when, when you have the game log that he has, and you look at, you know, like West Virginia, you, you're, you're 21 of 29, 325, three touchdowns. Holy cow, this kid's a Heisman Trophy contender. Well, the problem is that was September 2nd. Uh, that was his high watermark by a lot. He hasn't gone over 300 yards since. In fact, he hasn't gone over 208 yards since. And West Virginia is a different team now. And yet every single week, he just plods and plummets down the field, occasionally competes eh, 55% of his passes or maybe 69%. Or I don't know, at Illinois, how about 48.5%? He ain't that guy, pal. They're not explosive. I do not believe that Penn State, and the, the, the line in this game, minus 546, is a hell of a lot more about Penn State's lack of explosiveness than it is about Ohio State and Kyle McCord. I love Ohio State in this game. It's at the shoe. It is a the thing that's awesome about it. It's it's an early kickoff, big noon kickoff on Fox. I think Penn State is walking into a death march, and I absolutely love Ohio State. Yeah, I I yeah, we just disagree. So that's cool. Okay. I, I I think that you you want to give McCord a free pass for the Notre Dame game, and I'm not doing that. But and he can he can prove me wrong against Penn State. What and that's free fine. pass? He put up 17 points and needed a, two mistakes to do it at Notre Dame it against what we now know is a really good defense when 11 guys are on the field. It does matter that it was at Notre Dame. It's a it is a massive game under the lights at Notre Dame. It's one of the most difficult places to play for an incoming guy who's not proven. Who it was the biggest game of his career. By far. And he has gotten better and better. And 
I just don't know how long do you hold that over somebody's head? Yeah. Hey, go out and win the game. I won't hold it over your head anymore. But that's the go out it, and beat go out and beat Penn State. Do what you should do. So will you shave your head when he does that? No, I'm no. kidding. I'm just being obnoxious. I think that that Kyle McCord is that cat. I think he is that guy. I think he wants to be that guy. I think he enjoys being that guy. You know what the problem I have with Ohio State is this week? Mm -hmm. This offense is not even close to what Ryan Day's had in the past. Ryan Day's sure. had prolific offenses in the past and has just, you know, we're just better than you. We're Our offense and our quarterback is better than your defense. And I don't believe that's the case this time. They're going to have to win this one strategically. Like, you're going to have to win this one, uh, you know, executing offense. It's not just going to be, we're running by you. We're more talented than you. I, I and, and that's why I say I just, we all want to say Ohio State at the shoe, and I don't disagree. Their record says we should say that. But I, I'm telling you, this is going to be closer than people think. I think they can throw for 250 and run for 150, and if that happens, they're going to easily win this game. And I I, I want to see Penn State prove it. Because I, I just don't see that. What, what is Penn State? If, if Ohio State winning against Maryland and Notre Dame is meaningless to you, what has Penn State done? Like, what is it that Penn State has, has done to show you that they are that they are somehow worthy of of being the favorite in this game. Well, I didn't say I, they should be the favorite. I just think that that we we want to sit here and we just disagree on the Notre Dame game. That's the biggest thing here. We disagree on what Kyle McCord did or didn't do in that game, and that's okay. This is this is one of the biggest games of the year. Yeah, it's no secret. Penn State also plays in the Big Ten. They have a soft ass schedule, so they you know their their best win is I guess Iowa. And they beat Iowa 31 to nothing, a ranked Iowa team at that point, right? So, but it's still Iowa. I, I'm not disputing that. So I, I'm just telling you, it, it's fine. If if Kyle McCord's that guy, you know, he'll throw for a touchdown or two here. I agree. He doesn't turn it over. I wouldn't expect him to turn it over in this game. But this is one of those games where you'd like to see him have, you know, 250, 280, oh, maybe even 300 because it's at the shoe, you know? Come out and beat one of the best teams in the Big Ten, and then I'll stop criticizing you, just like I did with Quinn Ewers in Alabama. I think it's simply a question of how how legit and how real is Penn State's defense. Well, we'll find out. I mean, again, strength schedule, right? It's Massachusetts, it's Iowa, it's Delaware, but the, you're talking about two shutouts and a seven point performance. Uh, I, I, that's why everybody's raving about the stats on Penn State's defense. Mm -hmm. Dude, kicking the crap out of, of your grandmother's sewing circle every weekend is not impressive to me. I saw Ohio State defend Notre Dame, and we know that that's been challenging for other places. I saw Kyle McCord operate in a hellacious atmosphere at Notre Dame. That, that has given other quarterbacks problems, mainly Caleb Williams, one of the most prolific offenses. Okay, throw all that out. Well, I don't think you can do that. I, I think I think you're you're going to the shoe at noon, and it's that you how many people, how many teams actually go there? How many teams can actually do that? Mm -hmm. I mm. Daniel Dixon, if Penn State wins, they will win the Big Ten East. I I would agree. Well, that's with that. the whole point of this game, though. I mean, that's I mean, that's just you know, the, the winner of this game, you know, is going to beat the cheating khakis most likely. So, you know, 
So that's the whole point of this uh, game. We will. Uh, Delaric says, what do you, um, what you the, of the no QB game, Chicago versus Las Vegas. We'll get to it in a minute. Bears are going to lose. I'm never picking the Bears to win again. Um, let's see. Tone, but I'll take Ohio State at home. You have to. You have to. Um, Matt says, please don't underestimate grandma's sewing circle. There's some real beasts in there. You know. Uh, Iowa's defense is as elite as Notre Dame or Ohio State. Yeah, I disagree with that. Could be. Uh, you know, Cyclone Steve, we only got 13 on Iowa. But do you have Marvin Harrison Jr.? Do you have the quality off it? We'll see, man. We'll see. It's going to be one of those games, isn't it? I think it's I think it's going to be one of those games. Absolutely. Uh, we'll see. Everybody's like, time to go story time, story time. Not yet. Not yet. Because I have to rail against the Chicago Bears. Because you know, the same way that I know, that the Chicago Bears are going to lose badly. Because it's garbage. Right? Uh, three games in the National Football League. Raiders at Bears, plus two and a half, 37 and a half. You're... You're the you're an underdog to the Raiders. Okay, let's move on. Uh <laughs> Sunday night football, Dolphins and Eagles. Uh love the Eagles in this game. Yeah, what a matchup. 50 and a half is the number. That's a big number in the NFL. Uh, I love the Eagles in this game. I have to think that defense bounces back. Although I could see Tua doing bad things to that secondary. I don't believe that the I don't believe the Eagles are quite as good as everybody wants to make them out to be defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to see Jalen Hurts bounce back in this game. Yeah, hundred percent. I I think we need to get, you know, we need to see Jalen Hurts stepping up and throwing off his front foot this week. I I'm tired of seeing back foot Jalen Hurts throwing interceptions because we just know he's so much better than that. He, he's shown us he's better than that, and and everyone wants to make it out about. Hey, you know, new offensive coordinator and, you know, it's another, it's a different thing he's dealing with this year. Okay. That might be true, but ultimately this guy can bomb it down the field and can throw it with the best of them. And we're not, he's just not in that position right now. So if we get, you know, confident throwing off your front foot, Jalen hurts, they're going to win this game. And I, and I don't think they're going to have much of a problem doing it, but if you're going to, if you're going to throw off your back foot and play in that chaos kind of mental state, and turn it over, then uh, you're going to put yourself in real danger here. Lost Frog says the spread opened at four and a half, touch five and a half, hovering at five. I'm not convinced Ohio State offense is healthy and it's time for Franklin to show up. Penn State minus four and a half. Mm, don't know about that. So he's saying he thinks Penn State's going to cover the four and a half? Yeah. Man, that's a ballsy ass yeah. position. Uh, Boyd Lake is rising back for the Utes. He's not. Oh. Uh, Mike Smith, Bears are going to throw a monkey wrench in Vegas and beat the Raiders <laughs> with a rookie undrafted D Division Seven level, not real tackle football quarterback starting for the Bears. Somehow, yeah. Speaking of Ohio State, somehow I don't see. Yeah, who knew? Just eh, anyway, uh, Boo Raiders. Matt says, uh, "Welcome to the nightmare." Dolphins versus Eagles. What a game to watch! I'm excited Hell about yeah. that. Uh, Sir Bob Lob Laws, David Hume will win the game for the Raiders. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Lions Ravens, I think could be the game of the week. How good are the Lions? I mean, how good do we really like, are they oh, win the NFC good? Say it. What? Say it. 
Say what? Jared Goff, look at the size of that guy's peen. Yeah, dude. You love you. Stay hard. Some Jared Goff. Scock. Yeah, dude. And he's playing well. I'm not saying he's not. They're the best because Jared Goff is playing well. Their defense is unquestioned. Um, I love if Montgomery stays healthy. I love what they do offensively. I love that they're physical. I agree. He will take them as far as, you know, they go. If, if he's going to. Jared the, Gaff. the question is, is when, again, this is the same thing we've said for years about Jared Gaff, which is, hey, you get you get into that first playoff game. Are you the same guy? And I think he's been trying to get back there uh, for the longest time since that Super Bowl appearance, because he for Jared Goff, Goff, it's about shutting the haters up about, oh, well, it was the defense that carried him and Goff wasn't good. And he needed it like, OK, cool, great. He needs to prove him wrong. And and hopefully he gets that opportunity. Yep. Rangers are through eight. They lead 4-2 going to the uh, bottom of the eighth. We'll keep you up to date on that game. I'm taking the Lions to win that one. Chargers at Chiefs. CBS Sunday late game. I'm so disappointed in the Chargers offense. And I don't know. I don't think it's Kellen Moore. Austin Eckler should probably not be an NFL player. Um, I, this offense is incredibly disappointing. I don't know how you would even fathom the Chargers winning this game. No. I truly do not. I think this is Chiefs all day. I will Hopefully, say, Hopefully, Travis Kelsey isn't late because it takes him so long to get dressed, but we'll see. If memory serves, I do think Sex Machine typically shows out against, against uh, Mahomes. Does. They usually have pretty big-time matchups. He does. Yeah, he does. All right, story time. Did you guys hear about this Terrell Owens thing? <laughs> <laughs> While he tells this story, before he tells the story, what it, what are reasons to throw hands and get in fights in parking lots? <sighs> Terrell Owens. Noted basketball player. I have, in fact, played pickup basketball against Terrell Owens. Um, playing in a pickup game gets in an argument. Game ends. Guy he argued with got his car and tried to run T.O. over. In fact, hit T.O. Hit with his car. Yeah. Now, here's my question. You remember the Giants fan who died at the New York Giants game and all these brawls <laughs> every single week, like Cowboy fan and Charger fan last week in that melee? Yeah. What are we doing as dudes that we want to throw hands in public? Because... I am a honk of horn guy. I almost got murdered last night driving home. This guy cut me off and I almost crushed him. I honked at him and he's like, roll your, he was, he's, he's got his two kids in the backseat, his wife in the front seat, and he's yelling, roll your MFing window down. I didn't. I don't care. Um, But like your wife and kids are in the car. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're at a football game. You punched a guy in the face. He died. You're going to prison for 25 years. Um, you're, have fun. You're trying to run Terrell Owens over in your car because of an argument about it being a foul or not a foul. He's an assassin. I've never understood this about us as dudes, that we're willing to throw our hands at somebody else. Do you realize if I punch you in the face, you're probably going to die? Like, I would never get physical with somebody in public. Hey, you never know who you're getting into it with. And who cares how big I am? I'm not getting in a fight with anybody. I am. I. I. I have vivid memories of punching 
Ryan Zagorski in the face. This kid, Ryan Zagorski, when I was a kid. We're playing, so we had a big field by our house in good old Round Lake Beach. A huge field in our house. We always played baseball. And, you, you know, you would play with a tennis ball, and I loved hitting with a wood bat. And I could really hit. So one day, I took him deep. And I mean, I hit a house in center field. It was amazing. He got his hands on my wood bat somehow. I don't remember how. He threw it in a puddle. And I beat wholesale ass. I really don't care if you think it's us. I remember punching him in the face. And I remember apologizing to him as soon as it was over, being like, dude, I don't know what I was doing. Like, I felt so bad. I can remember hitting him in the side of the face and hearing the air come out of him. I never I never punched anybody else. Never. I've had dudes in pickup games throw punches at me. I've had them throw balls at me. I'm never getting into a fight. Let alone getting in my car and trying to run somebody over. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what needs to be said for it to get to that that level of uh you know heat but i i don't know why we have to and i understand why things get heated in pickup games that uh, people you know gym bro guy wants to play football on a basketball court and it gets personal you know but like i i don't know carrying it out into the parking lot is wild and at what point is it are you thinking about the rest of your life you're not like, that's why I don't generally honk at people anymore. And you, you probably haven't noticed this. We don't drive together nearly as much as we used to, but I just don't honk at people anymore. Like it, I just see all these stories about people. Yes, Matt, Matt. Oh boy. And now Abreu has hit, uh, Garcia who hit a three run home run for Texas and the benches have cleared between Houston and Texas. Garcia is going after him. Yeah, Garcia needs wow. to know who he is and where he is. Yeah. You are a critical component for the Texas boy. This is nor again. Here we go. Do you not understand who you are and where you are? Well, and you I understand it's the playoffs. This is stupid throwing at him. Yeah. This is really stupid. I, I don't know. Like if you're this is what I hate about the Astros. Dude, it's the Major League Baseball playoffs. It's the NLCS. You're tied at two games in the eighth, and you're throwing at a guy? Yeah, and you know what's really interesting? Garcia didn't go after the pitcher. He no, he went, went after, after the catcher. Maldonado, which you don't see a lot. Yeah. Like, this is really stupid. This is really, really stupid out of Houston. It's a Dusty Baker team. Yeah, and it is. And yeah, he, he did watch his home run. He walked down the first base with the bat in his hand. Talked a bunch of junk, slammed the bat down. But is that really that big of a deal? And then he showboated at home plate. That was a huge home run in an NLCS game. Are you really throwing at him for that? And not throwing it like hit. Tr you tried to yeah, hit him in the ribs. Yeah, you dotted him, dude. Yeah, you dotted him. Oh, boy. Garcia wanted it. Maldonado did not. And Martin Maldonado's like, get out of here, dude. Yeah. This got heated quick. And you could, you could see... The the Houston Astros were barking at Garcia. Yeah. And he was not here for it. He was not here for it. You Finally, we get some heat in the playoffs. Finally. Yeah. You can't be throwing it, dudes. Adolis Garcia has got to know who he is. Anyway, yeah. so my point is, why are we fighting with people? Like, I, when did it when did violence in public become okay? 
Yeah, I think it feels like it's been normalized. Feels like it's been a thing where it's like, all right, cool. Like, you know, we're just gonna fight over pretty much anything. Golf course guy, golf course tough guy, right? Like we've seen this before, where you know people get all pee pissed that you like in L.A. playing this course where there's a blind spot. Gave the guy five six That's minutes right. to hit his second shot, right? Uh, more than enough time to hit that second shot. Was not rushing them at all. Hit hit a four-wood up there, probably 240-ish or so. And dude's still sitting there, apparently, because he yelled at us and whistled at us. And it was like, what the hell, man? And then we roll up, and all of a sudden, he's not as much of a tough guy when you're like, hey, dude. I straight up said to the guy, hey, man, I'm not here to, I, I, I think I actually said, I'm not here to throw hands, man. It's Sunday, I'm trying to golf. And he just kept yakking. And finally, his friends came over to us and we're like, yeah, we're sorry about that guy, dude. Like you said, it's Sunday. We're all just trying to play golf. Yeah. Yeah. I Are they going to throw Abreu out of here? The pitcher for Houston, Abreu. And, and I would remind you that they have history here. Yeah. This is stupid. Oh, my God. This is stupid. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, let's see. Uh, OG Gary, MFers really think they're hood. Like, chill, homie. You're in Riverton. <laughs> <laughs> right uh i just yeah i used to be i used to have a tr uh trunk monkey for road rage incidents what is a trunk yeah monkey? what is that what is that uh, let's, that uh, let's google that real quick uh he went after maldonado so he's supposed to just take it no but maldonado wanted nothing to do with it i think they're throwing a brayu out they are throwing a brayu out of this game and Dusty's finding out right now and he's not happy about it. You can't do this. And, and this has been my problem with Dusty Baker. And now Dusty Baker got thrown out. You cannot throw it guys in the playoffs. It's really stupid. It's a guy. It's a, it's essentially a one pitch game. It, you're the Houston Astros. You've had a, 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 an amazing run. You have dudes that can hit for days and all of a sudden you're going to start throwing it guys. And now you've got two on and nobody out in the eighth and you're trailing by two. Cause you, you want to prove a point in game five of the fucking playoffs. This is really dumb out of the, out of the Astros. A trunk, a trunk monkey is a slang term for a rear gunner in an SUV often referred to as a trunk monkey. There you go. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. Uh, Alex, uh, what's up, Alex? Guys, 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 we need to keep the peace now more than ever. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. Hey, Thong, I live in Portland. I see homeless people fight often on my way to work. Yeah, that sucks, too. That sucks, too. Uh, Mike, Mike Smith, I have a rabid dumpster diving raccoon as a bodyguard. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Uh, no, you will not. OG Gary says I was thinking monkey wrench. Foo fighters. Apparently. God, this is so dumb by the Astros. Uh, I, I just, yeah. Okay. James Knight is in the member group being a fool, dude. James, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing anyway? Uh, real quick on um, on TikTok. TikTok is being sued by the state of Utah, and now they are being ordered to comply with a uh, a some uh, an order to turn over records. Should TikTok be banned in this country? Because you don't like TikTok. 
Yeah, you know, the privacy stuff always bothered me, you know, with overseas countries having our information. And I don't know what they're going to do with that information. I mean, honestly, for most of us, probably nothing, right? But it still bothers me. I, I, I still have, you know, the choice of what companies I choose to support or not support, right? Wait, wait, wait. What is Dusty Baker doing? Dusty Baker got run, and now he won't leave the dugout. He is sitting on the bench in the dugout, and he won't leave the dugout. And Abreu, who got run, is still in the dugout. Now, what are we doing here? The Astros are being really stupid. They're being really dumb. He is going to... Did they throw him out as well? Garcia? It, it would appear they've ejected Garcia as well, which is uh, wild this to is me. Dumb. This is so Yeah, he's dumb. gone. He left the game. Yeah, this is really stupid. This is really stupid. If the Astros lose this series... Well, because you know what the umpiring crew is doing here. they This is the bottom of the eighth. Let's wait till the top of the ninth. The ninth. This is really stupid. Yeah. Uh, I just... Yeah, I don't get this. Yeah. I don't get it. Should we ban TikTok? I think it's stupid to ban TikTok. Well, do you... So do you enjoy... It? What's your favorite? I mean, are you an Instagram guy, TikTok guy? Like, what's your I hate. I hate them all. Yeah. What do I, I honest to God, I hate social media. What do I use the most? Probably TikTok. I get show content on there. I get sports content, golf content, you name it. I can find it there, but I don't particularly enjoy Instagram anymore. It's become, you know, the thing I hate about TikTok, it's a thirst trap. Totally. There's a bunch of chicks who show themselves on there. And it's like, dude, come on. I, I just, I, I, I want to see swings. I want to see. I don't want to see, I don't understand. Like Instagram has become so full of ads and shopping pages. I hate it. Yeah. Twitter. Now they're charging new members at Twitter a dollar or you won't be able to retweet quote, treat or quote, tweet or reply to people under the guise of trying to eliminate bots. Come on. Social media sucks. It does. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Boy, I wonder if Adolis Garcia should not be suspended. But you have to wonder if there's going to be suspensions out of this game. This is really dumb by the Astros. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, certainly the pitcher's going to get suspended. Right? I mean, that's... I, I don't know well, why you if, would suspend Maldonado. If the umpires ejected him, he's probably going to get suspended for this. Yeah. Which, again... Yeah, Maldonado stayed in the game here. Yeah, Maldonado was fine. Which I agree with. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. And now Dusty still is in the dugout. I don't know. Maybe they didn't run him. I thought they did, right? I... Yeah, they absolutely ran him. Him and Abreu, who are both still in the Astros dugout. This is really foolish out of the Astros. What are you doing? I. This is one of those things where I stand here and say, do you have no idea? Are you not thinking about what this situation is? Are you not considering... That you're this is you guys, this is game five of the 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 championship series, the American yeah. League Championship Series, the ALCS. It's game five. You're only down two runs, and you did this. And now you're bringing a pitcher into a situation where, yeah, he gets to warm up, but now he's got to come in. Ryan Presley is coming in. Like, this is just really foolish, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I completely do not understand this at all. Yeah, dude. And I would love to, but I do not. So there you go. All right. The Monty Show presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. You guys have a great weekend. Appreciate you so much. Uh, make sure you get into the 
description below. Get your free buckshot samples. There's six of them there. Look at Powered Us Through the Show. And now Dusty Baker continues to be a moron. They're telling him he's got to leave the dugout or the game will not continue. And Dusty Baker's refusing to leave the dugout here. This is wild, dude. Come on. A Dusty Baker, you have lost who you are. Yeah. I mean, Be better. Seriously. I don't know what Dusty's doing. I really don't know what he's doing here. Anyway, make sure you get in the description below. Click the link to get yourself six free buck shots from buckedup.com. Boy, Dusty has lost his shit here. Like, he is yelling and screaming at the umpires. You got yeah. ejected. You got to go. You and Abreu got to get out of the dugout, Dusty. I don't think we've ever seen this. No, I. this is really foolish. This is, you guys, this is some of the stupidest shenanigans I've ever seen out of a guy in Dusty Baker who is, I think, one of the best managers of his generation. And look at the staffer. The staffer's like, hey, dude, yeah, we, we got to have you go. And now he finally gets up and he's going to leave. Man. You got yourself ejected here, dude. Like, you threw at the guy. You absolutely threw at him. And you can't tell me that, that Dusty had no part in calling that. Yeah. You cannot tell me that he didn't know they were going to throw at him. Yeah. I just don't believe that for a second. I think they should not have ejected Dusty Baker here. He must have said something significant. Yeah. You don't throw Dusty Baker out of a playoff game. Love you all. Thanks for being here. We'll talk to you on Monday. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.